0: Uh, it's going down right now episode 65 of the 22 shots of moods and horrors coming at you live i am your host moods and of course i've always got my two urban slasher killers up in this mother yeah nes ruler 22 also known as jeremy and of course we got the double shot j also known as jp what's going on my homies
1: so you're just moods now you're no more 616
0: yeah you know i always got a Change up things and keep my mind fresh, you know.
1: Threw me a curveball on that one. <laughs> yeah,
0: I even almost paused too. It was weird. I was like, <laughs> I didn't say the 616, and I was like, but Wait, you know, go back, go back. I threw myself <laughs> off a little bit there. Yeah, so what's going on, guys? You know, Friday morning. I think we're all tired. Been up for way too long already. What is going on? Oh, yeah, dude. It's, it's called shit. children. I know. It's just yeah, one of those days where it seems like all of us is just like, we've been up too long and I don't know. Yeah.
1: You, yeah, you know what
0: it is? It's is children, man. Just terrible, terrible sleep last night, man.
2: Speaking of kidding? children, uh, Chris, Chris lacks, he messaged me to send me his top 10 list for the year. By the way, let me plug that real quick. Guys, send me your top 10 list for the year. We're going to incorporate it into the final show. Everybody's list. It's going to be really cool. So do that. Uh, but Chris, he sent me a list and we got the chit chat and, and I was like, you know, uh, we, he was telling me he wants to get back more involved again and stuff, and then he was like, but I got a kid due in 10 weeks, so I don't know if I'm going to be able to, <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> probably not, because he was like, yeah, I just planned on getting back involved and stuff, and then like I feel, hopefully the kid won't t- – you know, take up too much time. <laughs> oh yeah.
0: They'll no, it, it, it it's it's more than a full time job, man. I know it's, more especially exhausting when it's than a baby. A so, yeah, big time. <laughs> He's big gonna time. be
2: effed. <laughs> but oh, you yeah. know, I told I'm, him congratulations and stuff. And, you know, you'll you'll find you'll find your way back. You get a routine and a groove in your life and you'll be able to come back and stuff, but congrats <laughs> to him on that.
0: Yeah, that's good though. Yeah, I mean right now you you want to get all back involved in everything and then bam, out comes the little one. Yeah, you just there's no going back. No, we busy. But yeah, guys, what's going on, man? You know, back to the single film format this week and you know, we were just saying that uh before the show. Um, it really does allow you to kind of branch out and watch random things. You guys liking that? I'm like I said, I'm still bummed out. I'm still bummed out about uh, you know, Italian month ending because, you know, it's my thang, you know? Yeah,
2: you know, I am too, because I really did have a lot of fun on Italian Month. But I, I got to be honest, like, it's been so long since we've watched one film in a week, dude. I mean, look, we're going back. This is our yeah. sixth week in a row. six Sixth week in a row, I think, because we did Tales from the Crypt, the Awful Halloween Show, and then the four <laughs> other ones. You know, this is like our seventh week in a row, I think. And yeah. You know, we every if you think about that, tells from the crypt. Yeah, granted, it wasn't you know four movies, but it was you know six episodes of something that uh, you know, it didn't take too long. But right after that, four movies, three movies, three movies, three movies, three movies. And mm. this is like the first time where I watched the movie and I was like, wow, I have a million hours of free time right now to watch other movies. So, I,
0: yeah, it, it, <laughs> and you know, to boot, it was also super short. You know, yeah. so it just like flew Which by. Which is a I good was, thing. Yeah, I think it was only 79 minutes. Yeah, yeah. That movie was you know. boring. Uh, just to let everyone know, you know, of course, <clears Jeremy <clears <throat> does that all the time. If you didn't read the, uh, yeah, stop you didn't doing read that. The, stop uh, spoiling your review I'm sorry,
1: but I'm I just can't control myself when a movie's bad. Well, you <laughs> instantly like Jeremy.
2: You know, flash back a few days where <laughs> me and Moods are chilling in the chat, and Jeremy's like, "Yeah, well, that movie was boring." Instantly, when I go into the movie now either i'm gonna like it a
1: lot because... but then you say then you bitch at me that i don't i usually don't give my my commentary when i'm yeah, watching but... it so it's like what the fuck do you want
0: <laughs> okay well, well that's not really a good point, commentary that's just like that's... a bonafide like reaction to it it's like well that fucking sucked
2: yeah
1: you're
0: not <laughs> I you don't say it, say it like, was... sucked you i said
2: it was boring you, you don't like comment like midway through the movie like uh these chicks are really dirty or something like that you're just like it's boring <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. So on that note, yes, we are doing Bound of Vengeance, the uh, Screen Factory IFC release uh, from 2015 here as the main review. And yeah, so minor spoilers right there. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally know what you guys mean, though. Like, you know, like short film or I know what you mean, JP. Like I watched the film and I was like, wow, you know, I watched it last night and then I watched three films after it. Yeah. That's, you know, well, that's why you're it, fucking tired. No, I'm tired because I didn't get any fucking sleep, man. Because you were up like, watching
1: three fucking movies.
0: No, I usually, you know, if I go, I go to bed relatively the same time, and but just kid was up super super early, and you know, just out of the ordinary. So whatever. But uh, yeah, I don't know. Short film definitely is not as. You know, time consuming as, uh, you know, these three and four films that we usually do. But... Yeah,
2: and some of those Italian films are longer too.
0: Yeah. A little like bit. The yeah. Argento
2: ones, yeah. like all of those were long.
0: Yeah.
1: But the other yeah. ones weren't long. Yeah, that's true. Like the Save films were long.
0: Yeah, those were relatively normal layers. The church was pretty long. The church was too long, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one grape I got with the film. But yeah. So Jeremy, what, else is what going was on?
2: the one grape you had with the church?
0: It's confusing. I I didn't you understand a fucking say thing. Say it's boring. <laughs> oh, boring. Didn't. Uh,
1: didn't yeah, didn't understand it's, it. It's pretty thing. boring too. <laughs> Just like this week's movie.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So, what else did you guys do? Or... Well, you know, what? I, okay, well, I'll, I'll I'll tell the story that happened to me yesterday. So, before oh, I went to go. That's pick the last up...
1: time we'll be getting any of these movies.
0: Yeah, I don't know what the fuck. I mean I'm still gonna I'm still gonna email him just be like, dude, you know, come on. Um you but might anyways, not know like, he's new, you know. Well that's the thing, right? It just seemed way odd to do this, but um but anyway, so I I'm heading to pick up the boy from school. I check the mail and I get this uh post office notice and it's like, you know, you got uh you know a, a package at the post office and it's a COD. Um and I'm like What's what C O D fu- uh Cash on demand or collect on demand or whatever. So you got to pay to pick up this package, right? And and the reason for that is because customs charged me for the contents of the package. Usually when it's over like $100 or whatever, customs will rape you on whatever the package is. And anyways, so I'm looking at this fucking note and I'm going, okay, this is weird because I'm not expecting anything from the U.S. And it has to be, you know, international package, so anyways, I pick him up and I get to the post office and I'm like, okay, I'm picking up this. And she's like, okay, yeah. And she pulls out this like relatively small box, right? And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm looking at this and the first thing I notice is like the contents is worth $130 they wrote on the uh, on the slip. $130. I'm like, what the shit? I'm like, who's this from? She's like, uh, all of films. And I'm like, oh my God, Really? So basically, what they better the have been was, able to fit a hundred films in that damn box. <laughs> yeah. So I so I, I pay for it, which I might add was twenty six dollars, <laughs> right? And I'm like, just shaking my head as I'm walking out of this place, going, "Fuck!" And the people out there that don't know, we do get screeners from all the films, and we generally don't have to pay for them, you know? Yeah, because that's kind so of the I, point, right? Yeah. So I open up. You could this box have pretty much just bought them for that price. <laughs> exactly. So and so I open up and the got package on time. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right. And so I open up the package and there's four Blu-rays in there. And then I just like instantly start laughing. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, why did they put the total on? Here's the retails
1: thirty dollars.
0: But still, even times four, that's one hundred and twenty. Yeah. So I don't know where the hundred and thirty comes from anyways. But anyways, well, there's the the man titles.
1: labor, of course. And they were shipping, shipping or something.
0: You know, these things were selling for like twelve, thirteen bucks, fourteen bucks or whatever. So I was like, really really confused i'm just like what the fuck so i'm kind of laughing at this and i'm like 26 bucks not gonna review these movies i'm like what the fuck so this is a new one i mean i've had quite a few packages never had to pay for you know that's the most
2: expensive free stuff you've ever got
0: but yeah four blu-rays for 26 bucks i'm like holy shit man so i'm just like yikes yikes so i, I kind of shook it off and laughed about it after and i was like okay well whatever um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think I am going to new, uh, you know, email the new, uh, PR guy. Cause you know, just to let you know, if you're going to uh, ship something up, that's not marked as a gift and you're going to put the, you know, the retail price in there, try to downgrade it a little bit, keep it under a hundred bucks. So custom, as soon as they see anything over a hundred, they just ding you. And this is like, it was like the carrier was like $6 or something. And like the GST and PST and stuff was like the rest of the money. It was like 20 bucks worth. So that's why it was like 26, 27. I'm like, man, Canadian taxes are just stupid. But I'm like, okay, buddy, this is, I'm going to show them the picture too and be like, this is what I had to pay, dude. <laughs> just
2: <laughs> but, to let you know. So a little background on that All of Films is the first company, the first distribution company that I got involved with in terms of receiving screeners. They were ran by a person, their PR department was ran by a person named Lisa. She eventually moved on to, what she do, Jeremy? The Chicago
1: International Film Festival.
2: Okay, so yeah. she moved on to Bigger and Better Things. Then this chick named Jacqueline came in. For some reason, we, we couldn't really get, like, we, me and Mood still hasn't got our slasher video titles. Well, now he did, obviously, because yeah. he paid for them.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Essentially, yeah.
2: but so i still haven't got mine or whatever and i didn't know what was up with this jacqueline chick i messaged her like a bunch of times she never responded to me yeah uh, that was then it turns out that she was in the process of leaving so it makes sense why she never responded we got this mm-hmm. new guy coming in we all talked to him welcoming him and stuff like that and he finally sent out uh moods and mine uh slasher video titles but he did it in a way where he probably he might have never even shipped stuff that way before you know because i remember when yeah. i first did it, i was confused too so he might he just might not have known he was like uh he probably he might have thought he didn't want to get in trouble or something so he wrote mm-hmm. like a he had like he didn't he there's a million things he probably could have not known mm-hmm. and considered and stuff so probably just email him and be like yeah dude i, I don't know if you know exactly
0: um how this works or whatever but i'm pretty much paying for these at this point if, if
2: they're over a hundred dollars marked, you know
0: you know it wouldn't have been that big of a deal if it was like seven or eight bucks you know but like mm-hmm. 26 man it's like it's kind of getting to that territory where it's like i was so mad i was laughing Bend over know? It was and just that put point, it in. Like, like fuck man like ugh, i don't know but it is what it is man so got a couple more films i got to review so not that big of a deal
1: you even get the good <laughs> ones
0: well, no, I, I I love Killer Workout. Man. I know, but you
1: didn't get fucking Trashology or Cinco Demaya. Oh, I never
0: I never asked for any of those.
1: Oh, come on, man.
0: No, I already have them all. You know, I, I think those right? are the
2: three that I got: Cinco de Mayo, I have Trashology, all those movies. and Killer Workout. That's what I, I have. Got.
0: All those original slasher video releases on DVD, oh. and then I was like, I don't need the new releases. They're gonna be no different. <laughs> so, I'm, I'm gonna buy the only difference is actually
3: because
0: I actually
2: I I'll, I'll be OCD about it, and I'll be pissed if I don't have the whole line you know so
0: i'm just gonna yeah. buy them I'm gonna say screw it yeah yeah well they're cheap down there too though you know yeah, they're like nine bucks or something yeah they're relatively cheap yeah so anything exciting happened to you guys today J- Or uh, jp anyone try to kill themselves in your hotel
1: man <laughs> uh, that's nah. kind of grim no nah, <laughs> <laughs> nobody did um it's better than getting your head chopped off
2: you know i <laughs> honestly just had a pretty good week guys like i, I everything was pretty smooth up until today at work and, you know, like I said, I had so much fun watching these movies. I knocked off five movies for 2015 this year. I'm pretty happy yeah. about that. Uh, it's, you know, I'm, I want to catch up because I am a little bit behind like I am every year. And, you know, I enjoyed I all five of them, I think. All five of the ones that I watched for just, you know, on my own time, I I enjoyed all five of them. Some were better yeah, than others, but I'm I'm actually starting to weed out the bad ones and I'm just like trying to check out all the ones that have positive reviews. So mm-hmm. uh I think our list should be fun this year. I'm I'm really excited about that.
0: Yeah, it's crunch time. I'm doing the same thing. I just I've been kind of on a on a on a low point though. I've been checking out all this stuff and nothing really is, you know, overly that great for what I've seen recently. So I've been kinda of disappointed, but you know. <laughs> And I, I'm even more disappointed. In the fact there is a couple of films I probably won't get to see by the end of the year for the year-end show. I mean, you know, unless they do some illegal stuff. Um, but that I, I just don't have the energy to do that shit. So yeah. With that said, what is I'm, this illegal
1: I'm, stuff that you speak of?
0: I don't know. Downloading. <laughs> he, <laughs> he says it like it's don't. such
1: a bad word, like
3: downloading.
2: I just yeah, it's <laughs> a bad energy. word.
0: Even even trying to find a link or something, I'm just like not happening. I don't yeah. care. So that's not gonna happen, but yeah, I don't know, man. Should be I, I think honestly our lists are gonna be so different. So different. Actually on that note, uh we're supposed to be doing uh Goodnight Mommy next week.
3: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and well <laughs> Did you check your I'm, Walmart? Dude, we don't have a Canadian release for it.
2: Oh. Wow.
0: There's no Canadian release. The the only ver- um edition is the magnet one, which is an import. And no, it's we don't have them, so it's anchor bay. So, or whatever. But uh, yeah, so I uh, I had it pre-ordered and it was, it's out of stock and it, I, I just won't have it in time. So we have to change the show. And what did we change it to? I think Stung. I think we're going to be doing Stung. Yeah. So next week or whatever. So or or the,
2: any of those really Scream Factory contemporaries because I have all of those and they're all on Netflix. So it'll be easy to switch if we have to. Yeah.
0: I'm getting so annoyed at this shit, man. Every time I pre-order something, it's like out of stock. And then it fucks me in more ways than one. So, it's why don't we do
1: fucking. Never mind. You can't get that a physical release yet. What is it? Creep.
0: Creep? That's on yeah. Netflix. It's on Netflix. I already reviewed it on here. Oh, okay. I actually did it. Yeah, I mean, just before the Italian month. I don't know if you were on that show, though. Yeah, I don't remember you. It might have been the Tells the Halloween show. Yeah, yeah. It could have been, actually. Um, yeah, that was actually a pretty good film. By the I'm way, guys, me.
2: I updated the ratings last night through all of Italian Month and I updated the Hall of Fame. So if anybody wants to go look at those pictures, because it's essentially all you're doing. And uh, uh, the Hall <laughs> of Fame, it's uh, getting pretty
0: big. Yeah. We had three eleven editions films. last show. 11
1: films, man. But just really not that
2: many when you think about it. No, not well, when you think we've done 68 things, episodes yeah. or 65 episodes. Well, and you think that we didn't even get one until episode 27. <laughs>
0: Yeah, exactly. But I mean, what are the chances that we'll ever break that record? You know, 3 Hall of Famers in one episode? Um
2: Pro- probably, probably not going to happen could. again because Probably unless it's in a top 10 show. Yeah. Top 10 of the like 2000 like what
0: year had like Oh, I guess by course. chance, yeah. Yeah. By chance cuz most likely, you know, you know when we do multiple films it's most likely in a franchise and well, I mean, historically fr- franchise sequels don't do too well on the show. Most of them end up in the in the hall 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 of pain pain.
1: (laughs) the hall of pain
2: we actually do you know interesting fact we don't have any sequels in the hall of fame no no sequels unless you count rob zombies remake of halloween a sequel which it's not but you know
0: definitely not a sequel
1: yeah we haven't had a hall of painter in a while
0: i know we gotta start watching some bad movies guys (laughs) well it hasn't been that long i mean children of the corn spawned a couple
2: (laughs) that was episode 56, 56, so almost 10 episodes ago.
0: Yeah, I guess not too, too bad. <laughs> I like the Hall of Pain, man. Such a good idea. Yeah.
2: Thank you. Thank Such you. Such a good idea.
1: I I come I, up I, with all the good ideas. I still yeah, yeah, Jeremy
2: so does come up with some great ideas sometimes.
0: I think it's really funny, JP, that you were so against not. It? I just didn't want yeah, to do the pretty work. You're pretty <laughs> against me. <laughs> I, it. I was the like, idea. like yeah, I was just,
2: funny. I'm not making. I even listened back to that clip and I, I was like, I'm, dude, I'm not compliment- fucking making a Hall of Pain. Just not doing
1: it.
0: You know, you, you need that complimentary, you know, piece for the and Hall I always pain, laugh right?
1: at the dude on the Facebook page named Robert Payne, and I always fucking laugh whenever <laughs> I see his name. Yo, know,
0: honestly, I think of that, too. I think of Robert Payne, too. I always <laughs> laugh. I'll never that's be real.
2: able to see Payne spelled P-A-Y-N-E again without thinking of, like,
0: painful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, so good. So good. Alrighty, man. Uh, We got some news here, JP? Not
2: really, dude. It's pretty low this week. But first of all, I will say that I thought this was pretty cool. I don't own this game yet, but now that I have a little Xbox One, maybe I'll pick it up one day. Uh, NetherRealm is doing another combat pack for Mortal Kombat X or Mortal Kombat 10. First, there was Jason and the Predator. And now there is uh, Leatherface and the Xenomorph. So you now have Leatherface, who looks okay i wouldn't say he's the best leather face ever and the xenomorph looks pretty badass because i think it's like a baraka version of the xenomorph so it's like it was the alien uh face hugger that must have went into baraka and now he's like this badass xenomorph baraka type hybrid so that that's pretty cool i mean dude i love that they're putting all these horror characters in that mortal kombat game because it seems like something that should have happened forever ago because seriously it's like the exact type of Get, like they're killers and they're like badass like guys and it's a fighting game with a lot of blood and fatalities and stuff. It just seems like a perfect marriage.
0: Fatality. It really kind of does. It's See, a good idea.
2: Yeah, yeah, no, it is, and and I like that they're going out and getting the rights to these things because I remember when Mortal Kombat Nine came out, they had Freddy in there, and everybody was like, "That's so cool!" But Warner I Brothers, it was
1: shitty Freddy.
2: It was, and he had two gloves, yeah. he glove hands, which was stupid yeah. as well, but. It, you know, it was Warner Brothers who owned the Mortal Kombat games, yeah. and then it was Warner Brothers probably, who owned Freddy, so it made sense. But now they got
0: Leatherface in there,
2: which I, I'm almost damn sure it's not owned by Warner Brothers. It's MGM, I'm pretty
0: sure. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's got to be costing them quite a bit to license out these
2: yeah, characters,
0: but. you would think, man. Like, this game is probably going to cost them a shitload, so. But then again, it'll probably do really well on the. I on think the market too though. I think, I think it it'll will sell be really well.
2: A goddamn injustice if they they don't put Pinhead in there, man,
0: <laughs> with yeah, all the what? chains and shit. <laughs> but that's the thing though; it's all about acquiring the licensing rights, right?
1: Um, yeah, but that's too similar to fucking Scorpion, so I don't see them fucking. That you
0: know, would be I the mean, perfect they, fight. They can only they can only do what they can do. I mean, I'm sure there is a, a minor budget on this too. Who knows what they're spending on these?
2: Yeah, but you know, besides that they did bring back smoke and the fat drunken guy too. I don't know his name. Gorgo, Gorgo.
0: Is that the it? fat Yeah, it's
2: Gorgo. The guy with the four arms? No, that's Goro.
0: Uh. The drunken he's like the dr like the drunken. Is it like Elger Allen Poe? Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Cock sucker, motherfucker elger
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my god i'll never get uh, over that actually as a matter of fact nobody else can either man fucking jokes. elger yeah. why don't you give me a fucking point for that man give me a point <laughs> i just like the fact that you were totally so butthurt that you didn't get a point for it yeah he was like oh fuck you jp <laughs> what? Yeah, what? it's so good that was like my. And i'm like no point. you're not getting a point I'm for that part you could have called him fucking frank and you're like wah, wah, wah. Oh, whatever
3: <laughs> all right
2: so next up is some friday the 13th news and uh apparently
3: the 13th they
2: no. got rid of the writer who was on so they got rid of the writers we knew that now they they announced a new writer which is aaron guzowski who did prison hi aaron and he wrote the prisoners film i don't know what that is and he's currently writing the remake of Universal's The Wolfman but no, but no longer also and this was actually kind of sad to me David Bruckner is no longer attached. He was going to be the director mm-hmm. so the reason I'm sad about that is because everything that I heard from Bruckner and Bruckner's place. friends said yeah. that you know like AJ Bowen like loves Friday the 13th part 4 and he's like if you mess this up I'll kill you Cause they're they're good friends, you know. So I felt like he really had the fans in mind, and maybe that's why they got rid of him. Um, and I think they're really because originally it was supposed to be like set in the '80s, and it was going to be like a callback. But now I guess they want to do it. See, they don't really say, but I, my idea is they're probably going to want to do it more contemporary, like normal type shit, shit again.
0: And it's going to come fucking, it's going to come full circle, and then it's going to end up being the found footage idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> could you imagine really after funny. all these developments of the friday the 13th found footage blah 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 and all the shit's been thrown out the window it's just gonna it's gonna resort right back to that could you imagine and it's gonna be like ty west directing. yeah ty west is directing a found footage version <laughs> uh or a sequel of friday the 13th see but this is the thing that i was to so physically ill so physically ill
2: also the thing was. about this is uh it's actually it now, this could be just PR or whatever, but it says that the rap received some kind of comments about this. And apparently the producers felt it was wrong to ask Barkner to wait around while they keep fucking rewriting the film. So they let him go. And they would love to have well, Bruckner direct be let go? the next installment of the horror franchise and plan to go back to him when they have a new script. So maybe it's more of like a just...
0: Maybe well, it's why like, did not they good. just write it into the contract that he's allowed to go and do whatever he wants to do in the meantime, you know, you can still be attached to the project well, and go do the Well, because I feel things. like
2: when you're directing it and stuff like I don't know. I don't know. We don't know what like if there's meetings he has but to go to all the time or you know, stuff like that. Maybe it was just affecting his life too much. I don't know if it was Bruckner who wanted to leave. Yeah, or
0: you know, maybe, I, I don't know seems...
2: the details to that type of stuff.
0: Yeah, that seems a little ridiculous though. There has to be more to it than that. They just probably wanna start fresh again. Who fucking knows with this stuff, man? Yeah, it's Man, honestly this Friday the thirteenth news is like dude. It, it dude, it's, it's going in circles. All it's doing is going in circles, and then yeah, eventually it's gonna come out and, and it's just gonna be no, it's gonna be a fucking found footage film uh, I don't directed by Ty West, it, and it's gonna be it's gonna be like a sequel to Jason X. <laughs>
1: Ty West would do that. It's just
0: going to be the most incoherent piece of fucking shit ever. Ooh, Zach's
1: going to get all
0: butt hurt now. You know who knows, but I mean, this is crazy though, right?
2: Yeah. You know, honestly, every, every... what sucks about it is they they're not even like re like re editing mm-hmm. the script; they're just scrapping everything and starting fresh. That's, so that's it's what like,
0: and it's like, holy shit, man!
2: I don't <sighs> know. I, like, I don't know if they're trying to overthink it and make something that that is like not the same as it's been. But well, like we like you said before,
0: want man. That? Like it, we said before, it's a fucking slasher film, man. But it's not only a slasher
2: film, it's a Friday the thirteenth slasher film, which is the most formulaic of slasher films.
0: Exactly. And that's a problem. Like overthinking equals usually shit. But I felt like
2: they underthought the remake. I felt like that one just literally was just another slasher film, and that's why people were like, Yeah, it's alright, it's about mid tier in the franchise. That movie
0: would have been that movie would have been really awesome if they just you know, rolled the credits when the header rolled. Yeah. You know, no. cause, they, cause if there's they just kept minutes. the
2: gas pumped, like, you know, just high octane, like just from that moment,
0: just never let up, yeah. dude, it would be the best Friday the 13th ever. Could you imagine they just released it as a 25 minute short? Yeah. But <laughs> no, speaking of that first opening
2: long scene, I honestly think that at that pace, if it kept that pace, that would have been the best Friday the 13th ever. Because I think that that opening is one of the best parts in all of the franchise.
0: Yeah, the the beginning to that is really good. Man, does it ever take a nosedive, though?
2: Oh, straight nosedive.
0: It's just crazy. It's close to recovering. Yeah, the last hour of that movie is just like, ooh, wow. Wow. You know, they just they went fast full-on retard in the last hour <laughs> you of that never
2: movie. go full retard
0: you never go full retard you, <laughs> you, don't, go you just don't do that and that's what happens man you end up with you know the last hour of the remake
2: so the current <laughs> release date is january 13 2017 but i'm i'm almost to the point guys where unless unless it's
3: know?
2: unless it is good well not really it's like a year
0: <laughs> i love that 2017 my god
2: But I'm not even going to report on this anymore unless it's something positive. I'm so tired of like, well, they canceled the draft of this script again because it's the same. It's getting repetitive.
0: Well, it's truly amazing that they actually have a date set for something that they don't have anything to go on. You know, all this is, you know, it's going to materialize in the next few months. And January 2017, yeah, we'll be dropping it. Well, a year is like such a long time to make a Friday the 13th film. Just make it. (laughs) Well, you got to remember, though, man, it's like, you know, the first week of December, right? It's only 12 months away until January, right? Yeah. And they got nothing. They got nothing. But it's funny that they actually have that date, though. Like I mean they just they keep scrapping everything yeah Well the, that, that's how they, it usually they, starts when they delay. The first thing they say is gone like, we're no retard. longer we're no longer releasing
2: this film in March of 2016. It's now <laughs> January 2017.
0: It's not going to happen, man. It's not going to happen. Well, you know, well, it's getting it's getting well, just as ridiculous as what's this stupid. Halloween thing too. What's stupid? I mean they're scrapping that shit and ugh. Yeah, well that actually bummed me
2: out too because I liked where they was going with that. But the thing with the Friday the 13th that makes it interesting is that if you remember when this first happened, uh they got the re- uh fucking Paramount got the rights back. They had 5 years to make a Friday the 13th. So like yeah. they need to actually make one soon because it's like
0: going on three it's going to be like 3 years by the time the 2017 comes well, around. And that's and that's part of the problem though too cuz now they're kind of strapped for time. You know, it's getting to the point where they have to get it out and it's going to turn into Hellraiser Revelations. You know? <laughs> Oh my god! Because, if it t- because they made they made that movie just to, just to hold on to the rights. Yeah, but that know? was
2: like literally like a. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it, it's budget. essentially.
0: I'm just saying it's essentially the same thing, right? Yeah. They made the movie to hold on to the rights, and that's essentially well, what they got to do that's here. What needs to
2: happen? Maybe they need to rush out of Friday the Thirteenth like all of the other ones throughout history.
0: Hmm. <laughs> yeah, I mean, shit. So yeah, let's move on because I, I frankly I just don't even give Well a they just fuck weren't either. overthinking him in the eighties, man. They just weren't overthinking him. Yeah. You know? So that's the that's the plus, you know? Alright, so a little update on Trick or Treat. If you guys remember in
2: 2013 it was announced that Michael Doherty would be returning to the Trick or Treat film series, which is no, not even a series right now, it's just <laughs> one film. And uh then he announced that he was doing Krampus, so Trick or Treat got put on the back burner. Uh, Michael Doherty's Krampus, I believe, is in theaters right now, so check it out, maybe. And, uh, yeah, this, this, he just gave a little update. He's like, yeah, Trick or Treat 2, I have a really rough outline at the moment. My hope is to turn my attention back to Sam and Halloween, so yeah, fingers crossed. Mm-hmm. So now I guess after he got done with his Krampus, he's finally gonna start on Trick or Treat 2, which, come on.
0: Yeah, I, I actually was reading, like, a little bit of, uh, you know the the new Krampus film and the latest Rue Morgue magazine's got Krampus on the cover, and I just read like the first couple lines and it just kind of reminded me of something I'd completely forgot about the original uh, Trick or Treat film. Uh, you know how like the film was made, you know, a couple years before it was released and stuff. Yeah. And, uh, the uh, the company who who released it again? I it think was it was the Weinstein... Wine scenes or something. Dimension. Anyways, the original, like you know, because the movie suffered from like a lot of cuts and you know had to change things and stuff because they were pissed off at the original cut of the film because it had like an abundance of, you know, uh, you know, kids getting killed and killer kids and you know, vice versa and things like that. Was Warner Brothers. Yeah, and so they made them, you know, cut out a bunch of stuff and kind of reorganized the film and then eventually got released a couple years later, like way after. And you know, I, I always thought you know cuz i completely forgot i was thinking about this this morning and i was like you know i wonder what that cut was like you know because this version that we know of you know this essential i, I guess it's not a director's cut it's like, almost like a forced cut of the film hmm. is really fucking good it's really good but i'm wondering what the other version was like if they had to cut out a bunch of the violent stuff with the kids and you know did it I say wanted... that in the magazine that there yeah, was a it literally lot of does. Yeah, there was a lot of stuff that was hmm. cut out. They they made him
2: change stuff. Cause I've heard um, him talk to, on d- podcasts and stuff a few times, and I've never heard him mention the cuts. I've only heard yeah. him mention that it did bad at test screenings and they
0: didn't know how okay. to release it. So I'll just I'll just, just read. Really, I'll just read like the the minor like one line here. It says Warner Brothers didn't take kindly to all the killing of kids and killer kids, and forced numerous numerous re edits on the filmmakers before. Uh, shuffling the movie out in a direct-to-DVD release years after the completion. So they did. They changed stuff. They made them change. Honestly, if I'm being honest,
2: I think back and I think of the kids' deaths in there and stuff, and I think that it's fine. Like, if it got over-the-top gory, I don't know. It's like Frozen, Adam Green, uh, mm -hmm. it was the opposite. They wanted the wolf attack to be shown, the studio did, and Adam didn't want to show it. And there's a. That's you really interesting. Ha, You actually have the footage on the DVD where it does show it. And it does. It, it's not as powerful when you just hear him screaming. Mm
0: hmm. Yeah, I think. Um, well, situational things like that, I think it does work really good. I think Adam yeah. made the right call on that. Yeah, that's how you, know, you can tell
2: but, that he thinks above just like the normal, well, Gore's good. Like, he actually mm-hmm. was. Because normally you would want
0: gore, but in that situation you wouldn't, and he was aware of that. You know, you know. To be honest, the, you know, Trick or Treat is a Halloween film. It's it's kind of, it's kind of set up to be like that too. You know, I don't think I have a problem. Like if it got really, really nasty and gory and stuff, so it's Halloween. You know, it's mm-hmm. supposed to be like that. So I think that type of setting, that type of theme, would work fine. You know, with the extent to, extensive killer kids or kids being killed and whatever else they. They shuffled around in that film, but yeah. I think it would be fine. It, it might you know? be. It might be. And because I can't imagine the footage that was cut or whatever is any worse than, or I mean, not worse, but I mean, I don't think it. I think it would be fine to be in there, just given the property of the film.
2: Yeah, I just love Trick or Treat I mean, so much that I can't hmm. even imagine it being better. <laughs> like I can't. I just have to think like, what well, had to be worse because. Well, that's there, what I was no thinking There's no way this too. can get any better. <laughs>
0: I know right it's it's interesting when you hear a film that you love so much and you're like wow I wonder what that other version was like you yeah, know you're almost scared like, to even see I know Yeah. Uh,
2: but yeah that would be interesting to see one day I, I do know that they shelved it also just because it was doing like terrible at test screenings like just just awful and they just shelved it they were like well we don't <sighs> know it was supposed to have when it was originally conceived it was supposed to have a wide theatrical release
0: yeah yeah and, you know, I've I've stated this before many times about, you know, screener tests and stuff like that. I'm not a fan of them because, you know, I've stated before, I think they're kind of bullshit. I think it's a real stupid way of, you know, showcasing your film because you have to remember the people that are going in there to see them might not necessarily be your, your Listen, ideal. There demographic. is
2: a great podcast with Darlene Balsman where he talks about his films being test screened. And yeah. it was like. Latino middle aged moms in California. That was prim- primarily the audience. And they're like, well, yeah. pri- <laughs> See, Latino moms love horror films. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But you know, that's the thing, right? And it might not be the ideal demographic that you're shooting for. And then it gets really bad, uh, you know, reviews and remarks and stuff. And then you go, well, what the fuck went wrong? Mm-hmm. And then, but you really just have to look at the obvious and <laughs> kind of look at the audience that's testing these things out. It's kind I mean of just really, the, if, if you brought in, if you brought in 150 horror fans, like genre fans and you put them into this thing, I bet you would probably get a little more it's too much you know uh, yeah, I mean, I mean I'd be, I'd be happy to go, but I mean you get a little more honest feedback you know yeah, I think but it'd the be way little, they're looking
2: you know, at it though, dude, is they don't want those people there because they want to see what it's going to do to regular America, not to the hardcores. they already have their money. They want to get Middle America's money, regular America, and that's why get, they're bringing these stupid. But it's honestly, they weigh really too heavy on those test screenings. Like the game has changed, dude. Like test yeah. screenings are a huge thing when when making the film. Like you always have mm. to go through the test screenings, and there's always notes after the test
0: screening. You always have to change have, stuff, re-edit stuff. I have respect for those directors that just won't do them. They're just like, yeah, which a aren't fuck, a lot,
2: man. which aren't a lot.
0: There's barely you know, that
2: barely ever happens
0: anymore because, you know, it's like this is the movie I made. I don't give a fuck if you dislike it or if you like it, whatever. This is my art. This is what I'm putting out. Yeah. So go fuck yourself,
2: uh, which, you know, and, what are the things that happen, though? They walk away from the project, which the movie still gets released. This is like Joe Lynch, right? When he was on Nights of Badass them. They kept wanting. To yeah, yeah. It's they own the project. They own yeah. the project. So he has to walk away. And then they release whatever cut they want wanted the film, and he like has no association with the film anymore. Pretty much disowns it. And then, so what? Like that's why it's so hard to stand up and say no, I'm not doing anything. Because you did what, what happens in the end? They release the film anyway.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean,
1: we really have no say in the cut. No yeah, who you are unless you so some, you're some some producers
2: will give final cut final cut to the director. I was yeah, just yeah, but to be to like a
1: huge ho- like a huge honcho though.
0: Yeah, it even blows my mind when I hear shit like, you know, Scorsese didn't even have, you know, say in this cut of this film. And I'm like, really? Scorsese? What? (laughs) You know, it does kind of fucking blow my mind. But then again, you have to remember, no matter who you are, you're working for somebody. Yeah, yeah. You're the fucking employee. Just because you're the big honcho director doesn't mean shit. That's are getting paid by somebody. Make films in the studio system, though. That's exactly what it is, and it's just it's a it's a system. That's the thing. Yeah, there's hierarchy there. So there's people that are putting this money in there, and they're going, "Well, my money's involved in this shit. I don't give a fuck if you're Scorsese, Kubrick, fucking Carpenter. Well, they wouldn't give Carpenter oh, shit. Oh, um,
1: <laughs> Kubrick, he, he had everything.
0: Yeah, though. Kubrick would definitely. I, I feel like there
2: are. It's, it's a little it's bit of a less common time, now. Yeah, like it's, back it's then it was more time. common. Uh, I think like really the only person that I feel like would absolutely have final cut no matter what they did is Spielberg and maybe like uh,
0: Quentin Tarantino for sure. I can't imagine that Quentin does not
2: have final cut. Like I don't even think he would do it.
0: (laughs) I think Tarantino actually does. Yeah, I think that's one of his things. Like he just won't work. So, and I, I mean, it'd be stupid not to hire him. I mean, his movies make. But he has all the leverage of of in the money.
2: world, right? Like he he can yeah. do that. He can be like, "Well, I'm taking final cut, or else I'm not making this movie." And then people yeah. still want to be like, "Okay, okay, you can make it," because they know
0: Tarantino's gonna make money. Yeah, that's the thing, you know. But when the you Weinstein's take a risk
1: just on, believing in him though.
0: When what's yeah, that? That well, all his movies are released by Weinstein.
1: Yeah, so. they have a yeah. great
2: relationship, which I believe. Ju- uh, I think joe lynch worked for him once on ever yeah on everly i think right yeah so they had a decent relationship there i heard him talking about that uh but like let's say ty west or something gets a, gets a nice job with uh warner brothers to make a adaptation of a, st- of a of a hot book that's like a horror horror book or something right and you think he's getting final cut hell to the no uh
1: yeah. cabin fever 2
0: yeah right <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> good example. That
2: movie is such. I, that movie is such a clusterfuck, dude. I've heard literally like five different directors say like, "Yeah, I wrote a draft for that." I, you know, I haven't seen what part. I haven't watched the movie, but I hear that my part was over. Like, I hear that my had maybe like fifteen percent of the movie was my draft. <laughs> it, it's so ridiculous. Like Adam Green, uh, Ty West, obviously. Like it's like eight people's different movies, and they all like abandoned it. Uh, Fuck. But let's move on here. So that was just a little update on. Uh, trick or treat. Then we have a little update on the Serpent and the Rainbow. Apparently, it's been pushed back from its original release date, and it's now been delayed and will release, I think, a month later. It was set for January. Now it's February twenty third of two thousand sixteen.
0: I wonder if they're going to do some kind of uh, new feature, like a uh, something for West Craven, or I don't know what other reason uh, what they they're doing to
1: delay it. Yeah, unless yeah. they're doing like a retrospective, I would assume that.
0: Yeah, I, I was thinking it was like some kind of dedication featurette on there or something like that. or I had heard you know, the just reason something that Considering it, it's the last one that they're going to do. Because
2: you remember originally it was supposed to come out right with People Under the Stairs and Shocker. Yeah, yeah. I heard that mm-hmm. they delayed it because Wes Craven wasn't able to commit to the special features that they they had lined up because he was getting sick around that time. Yeah. So then they delayed it like by a lot until like January I believe. But he, I did hear when they had it for January that somebody asked, like, are you guys going to do a retrospect on West Craven? They said, unfortunately, no, we don't have the time or the or the you know means to do it or whatever. But now seeing it delayed, I do feel like they had to have been – because they still haven't announced the special features either. So I feel like yeah. the only reason that's it why, was delayed again is for more features.
0: That's mm-hmm. exactly why I thought that too because they hadn't announced the features. So I figured they were working on something – on the lines of a dedication to Wes Craven or something like that. Because otherwise there's no reason to to delay this again.
2: Which I have they're mine just... pre-ordered and that poster, that glorious poster will be mine. Just saying. It will be mine. Oh okay. yes. It, it will be mine. It will be mine. <laughs> <laughs> I was at work the other day and we were talking about movies and of course I work with a couple of young bucks. I was like, you guys ever seen a Wayne's World? And they're like, oh my god, that's like the worst movie I ever seen. <laughs> and I was like, you to want- what the hell? How wrong how could you say that
3: oh my God. they're like yeah we I...
2: watch it like as a joke on our way to uh, a band tournament or something I don't know What? I don't know what band people do when they go places but I just assume it's some kind of tournament man
0: I I literally like fell off my seat in the theater watching that film dude yeah, so that was know. one of my favorite, funny as most hell of those films was one of my favorites growing up in the 90s
2: like me and my cousin would literally like reenact that movie all the time
0: man I one of my favorite parts in the film that I always remember in the theater because I was just howling was when they're when they're doing like the fake commercials on this on this <laughs> fuck dude i Pepsi. i'll never forget that shit i was pissing myself laughing it's so Pepsi funny and
1: fucking Tom how
0: could and you all? say that movie sucks that's, that's ridiculous yeah. it's like it's like yeah. the time i think i told the story on here i was in uh i was in college in one of my i think I was in a law class actually And I was sitting there waiting for class to start, and these two young kids, you know, of course I'm quite a bit older than everyone else in the class, right? And these two young kids are talking about what they did on the weekend. He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah, Friday night, man. I was over at uh, I was over at Henry's place or whatever, and we we were drinking some beers and we threw on this really really shitty horror film. And the guy's like, "Well, what'd you watch?" And he's like, "Oh, we threw on this." fucking movie called Candyman <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I instantly started laughing I was like are you fucking kidding me I'm like you just called the movie shitty and he's like yeah it was I mean, I, I meant did you mean like shitty like as in good you know like so bad it's good no he's like no it sucked the
2: day, can, the day Candyman gets a blu-ray I'm gonna be super stoked
0: I fucking laughed so I was like okay man read on cool you know
2: Oh, that's brutal
0: yeah that is brutal
2: I it, mean it if they th- just seen the ending I would be like okay yeah yeah but <laughs> I
1: forgot where this combo was going.
0: And he even said something on the lines. He's like, well, you know, it, it, it the drinks didn't even help it out in oh, something like that. I was like, oh, my God, dude. Jesus, yeah, that's Christ. a rough one. But they were young, though, man. They were like straight out of high school, like yeah, 18, the, 19 years old. So this they weren't girl even girl I was born. talking to
2: was uh, 18 exactly. So makes sense. But so after that, you know, good thing that we're getting Serpent in the Rainbow. Uh, I think that, What I normally say is we don't never know when these people are going to go. So that's why when this got announced, which is John Carpenter's Village of the Damned from Scream Factory, got announced. I think Derek originally said, like, uh, does this really need a Blu-ray or something like that? And I was like, yes. Yes, it does. Because it's one of John Carpenter's films that I consider bad or at least not
0: good. Well, so does John Carpenter.
2: Yeah. And – we only get so much time with these legends these masters of horror and i never really heard him talk about this film so mm-hmm. you get a commentary track you get some you know feature ads where they talk about the film like that is probably the last stuff we'll ever hear about village of the damned as long as carpenter is alive like it's important to document this stuff because you go back and you're like oh, you know, these these directors that died, I would have loved to hear this about one of Hitchcock's lesser-known films or whatever. Like, you're never going to hear it. Like, you're never going to know what they thought. You're never yeah. going to hear anything more about it
0: once they it's go. A really valid, it's a really valid point because I don't think a lot of people even think of it in terms of that way at all. They're just thinking of the product, right? They're like, Village of the Dam, not a great film. Do we need yeah. a Blu-ray? You know, and then that's kind of the end of the thought process. They don't think about everything else that you could, you know, find out about the film and just all the knowledge that you can, you know, a lot of, like, some of these films usually the special features are better than the films themselves. Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. You know, yeah. Have you ever watched, like, featurettes and stuff on bad films and you're like, damn, well, that makes a lot of fucking sense now. Yeah, sometimes sometimes bad movies
2: have great special features because people tell you all the stories and you're like, well, no wonder it was
0: bad.
1: Yeah, same All shit happened. Fucking Satan's Blade and fucking Dunkle in the Woods alone has, like, the fucking best
0: special <laughs> yeah. features, man. Yeah, and you know, honestly, I I hope that they talk about the casting for uh, Village of the Damned because I'd like to know why some of the people were cast in that film, like Kirstie Alley and you know, shit like that. I'm just like, you know, like (laughs) the cast. I hate the cast in that film. That's one thing. It's always bugged me. I don't like really any of the people in it. So I hope that he talks about that, like why. I think it's my least favorite Carpenter film. Uh, it's you know, honestly, it is really, really down on my list too. (laughs) But I really don't like the Ward either. I haven't seen the award, so. But.
2: Yeah, yeah, you know, and so. it, it's just one of those things where we have a very, like, don't think about it this way, right? Let's say Serpent and the Rainbow comes out and and there's no commentary from West Craven, which there probably isn't. There's, <laughs> there's none of that stuff. They only have, in retrospect, information. They only have ret- yeah. retrospect style information. You're going to be bummed that, that Serpent and the Rainbow didn't get picked up a year earlier. And Wes Craven could have commented on, on honestly, a great movie. And I really well, always wanted to hear him talk about that film specifically.
0: You know, honestly, it's a really interesting film. It's kind of a shame that there probably isn't a commentary um, because the making of Serpent and Rainbow was just a nightmare. Yeah. Like an absolute fucking nightmare. And I'd like to hear the story straight out of, you know, Wes Craven's mouth. And, you know, I'm sure there's probably cast members and stuff like that to do. Yeah. Interviews or whatever but the, you know the production was a mess you know where they filmed and people were getting sick and yeah. like people were like almost so They were dying. fucking and, really
1: shooting in Haiti so yeah. yeah
0: that's the thing and people like there was a lot of challenges that they had to go through there was money issues there was Obviously disease there issues was government issues. issues government there was every type of issue you could possibly have Went wrong with that making that film and it's a really interesting one to, to do a retrospective on
2: That's why I'm for this any of the legends that are still around whether it's you know somebody like Clive Barker or John Carpenter or Dario Argento or anybody, I want to mm-hmm. I want to see all of their work because this is the time, man. Like I f- I feel like they're they're getting older. George Romero, I, like I want to hear as much as they have to say about the films that they never talk about because we'll Whoa. never have the chance again.
0: I think I brought it up before and I was like, you know, it's kind of a shame that, you know, I'll never hear like a, a falsy commentary yeah. on you know, any of his films because, you know, you know, apparently he was a really tough guy to work with. He was just loud and obnoxious and just kind of set in his own ways and he was essentially a dick. Yeah. But he made cool films and I'd like to hear him talk about the films, you know, like from his perspective because all you get is everyone else's perspective, right? Usually people have nice things to say about him. It's probably because he's dead.
1: Yeah. But... <laughs>
0: You know, but, you know, from what I have that guy,
1: but he's dead. So I have to be nice.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. But, you know, from what I've read, you know, from certain people being honest and stuff that he was tough, but I think the commentaries would be just, I mean, can you imagine a commentary, you know, by Falci on the beyond? Did he speak English at all? Uh, Every interview I've seen. No, I think he did. (laughs) I think he he probably spoke a bit of English, but he probably did all his interviews in Italian. Makes more sense. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, So, yeah, I mean, I'm totally down with this dude.
2: Uh, it is going to be a collector's edition so you would assume that it would have a lot of um special features i love that scream factory you would assume i, I love that scream factory really did and they almost are like chronicling libraries of these masters like john carpenter west craven stuart gordon like they really are picking up every film that's available to them to pick up and they're releasing them and honestly if you would just take the section of john carpenter out of scream factory and you put it in a line That's a great thing, dude, to see all Mm -hmm. these special features on all of these Carpenter films. It's cool. I'm totally down with it. I know that it's not the best film in the world. If you're not a person who watches special features, then it's almost a pointless release for you. Yeah. But if you are somebody who who loves hearing Carpenter speak, loves hearing Craven speak, any of those guys, it's awesome. And I'm, I'm excited for it. I, I was actually re- really excited when I seen it announced, especially after Craven died, because I was like, "There's another one we're gonna hear him talk about." <laughs> I'm so nervous mm-hmm. right now about these guys dying. It's just making me nervous. I want to hear more from them. These guys are such <laughs> interesting people. They well, really are.
0: You, I, I know we talked about it what last episode, episode before, about, you know, you know, uh, West Craven doing TV, and then it ultimately was the death of him. You know. As a joking way, but then it all was because oh, no. of John Carpenter <laughs> announcing four TV projects that he's working on. I'm like, you know, that's just not really the best thing to be doing in 2015.
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> guess who else announced TV stuff a few weeks before that?
0: George Romero. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm like, Arm, what is going on here? <laughs> you know, this is getting scary.
2: So, uh, yeah, that that got announced. And then finally, we have an announcement from Scream Factory. Disturbing mm-hmm. behavior Uh, which will be hitting Blu-ray. A lot of people are bummed out about this one because it it is essentially just a transfer that's happening on this one. All the special features are ported from the DVD, which apparently is super cheap and easy to get. Uh, It's 1998, which I actually am a fan of 90s movies getting Blu-ray treatments because there's a lot of them that still don't have Blu-ray treatments. Uh, I have never seen this film. It looks pretty lame, honestly, based on the cover, but apparently it's not that bad.
0: Uh, Which one was that disturbing behavior? Oh, sorry. Yeah, I was had to mute my mic, I was coughing away. Um, you know, honestly, it's actually not a bad film from what I remember. Um, you know, but you know, they said that you know they're porting everything over, yeah,
1: besides the music video.
0: Besides the music video, and I'm like, did they, I don't, did they say that they were adding new features or they were just porting everything over, they're
1: just porting everything over?
0: Yeah, I think
2: they're <laughs> just porting everything over,
0: so there's like no features. Really. Besides there's not that the much features thing.
2: that were on the DVD.
0: Exactly. I mean, it's not like jam-packed or anything, but, you know, I, I mean, I can understand why people are like, well, just going to port everything over. What's the point of upgrading? Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can literally get the DVD for like two bucks. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's an okay late 90s film, I guess, whatever. Yeah. I remember when it came out. But, yeah, the cover is, you know, very reminiscent of that time period, right? Yeah. yeah, like yeah. The Got all the three
1: guy, three people, you, like, looking exactly. into the lens,
0: like, oh. <laughs> yeah, so intensely, like,
1: oh, <laughs> uh, yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is it is what it is.
2: All right. So uh, not every Scream Factory release could be a awesome title, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess not, right? But
2: uh, I'm not too bummed out about it because it's a film that I haven't seen. It's a film that isn't on Blu-ray, so whatever.
0: And that will conclude the news. Yeah, concluding the no- that was it. Yep. Really, that was it. Oh. You know, actually, well, I mean, I guess we talked for a while, but you know, there actually wasn't that many pieces.
2: Yeah, yeah it was like six, six pieces.
0: Yeah. All right. So moving into mood swings and the DVD and Blu-ray releases for uh, what December eighth, two thousand fifteen, and. Yeah, not a whole lot again. You know, December really slowed down. I'm just quite surprised. I'm actually really surprised by this because, you know, generally December is a big month for, you know, everything like music wise and, you know, entertainment and stuff because they try to push everything out before Christmas. In both worlds, you know, like I still buy a lot of music and stuff and there's like no releases that I'm buying this month. It's like so strange for music wise. Um, But yeah, DVD and Blu-rays. First up <laughs> here from Severin Films. Uh, This is a pretty cool release. At first, I thought it was just a double feature of Axe and Kidnap Coed. Uh, This actually has a third feature on here called Bloody Brothers. Uh, Really cool stuff. It's Blu-ray plus CD, which I'm assuming is the soundtrack to something. Um, What the hell is
1: Bloody Brothers?
0: I have no idea. And that was the cool thing. I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. There's a third film on here. Uh, The film's uh, Frederick R. Friedel, Harry Novak Presents. So I'm assuming it's one of his other films. Never heard of it before. Uh, Axes, of course, a video nasty that is, you know, it's a raging piece of shit, but it's really actually kind of fun. It's it's one of those really odd type films, and really got on the you know ban list because um, of the title. essentially axe you know they just can't handle that shit so um but that's a really cool release by. i'll
1: axe this movie (laughs) oh there it is yeah um
0: (laughs) another one here from severin and we got count dracula christopher lee stars in count dracula um i've actually never seen this movie before pretty interesting man it is expensive on here 24.99 on amazon.com but you know it's severin they do really good work so Maybe give that one a shot right there. Uh, next up here from Scream Factory, we have. I remember when this one first got announced. I just I started laughing because I'm like, okay, I, I didn't even know how to react to it, and that's the garbage pale kids movie. And not only did it Such get an announced,
1: scare movie.
0: Yeah, it's just, it's it's a strange one. I remember they announced this at Comic Con um, last October. And I started laughing because I'm like, "What really? Like, I understand it's like a cult film kind of thing, but it's not a horror film by any means. It's just... I think it was goofy... last August. Was it last August? Yeah. Um, and it just kind of made me laugh. This actually has Sean Astin's brother in it. It's kind of funny. Um, I've never seen
2: this movie, but it is very like cult. Like, there's a lot of people who like this one.
0: Yeah. I actually, you know, still to this day have the DVD. I haven't watched it in years and years. Um, I was such a big Garbage Pail Kid fan back in the 80s and stuff. They were cool, right? (laughs) Yeah, man. And, you know, this movie was actually really bad. Like, the storyline to this movie is so stupid. It's so stupid, but... Um, it's fun. It's fun. But I, the thing that shocked me the most about this film was that I got a collector's edition. And I I felt the reason why they gave it a collector's edition was just to do cool commission artwork, uh, commissioned artwork <laughs> for it. Like, you know, we could put this movie out regularly, but, oh, you know, we'll use the original cover. It's OK. But we can also give it a collector's edition because we can commission some kick ass art. And I think that's what they did. I, th- I like the art. Line, it's pretty cool. It's simple, but it's it's fun.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, let's track down Sean Austin's brother for a commentary track. Yeah, they it's don't like, even
2: call him by name. It's like, hey, you, do you guys find the number for Sean Ashton's brother yet?
1: He <laughs> <laughs> was in that one movie that we're releasing.
0: Yeah. That, that's fucking awesome. Uh, next up here is uh, Blu-ray. I think it's coming to Blu-ray. It must be on DVD, too. But uh, Hannibal Season 3. Unfortunately, Hannibal was canceled in the middle of Season 3. So... Kind of an unfinished season, which is no.
2: It, they, I think they already had it finished. They just announced oh, it's, it wasn't coming back for another season.
0: Oh, they actually. So this actually is the full third season, then. Yeah. So they never aired the the second half of it, then? Mm-hmm. No, they they continued airing the show after canceling it, which is so no, okay. weird to do because yeah, normally you it wait weird. till the end. Oh, I. Wouldn't you think that would hurt your ratings to cancel it? Oh, no, like I had I had no idea that they actually did that. Okay, that's cool. Well, at least you get a whole third. Yeah, season. Yeah, and I actually deal.
2: hear it ends okay. Like it it, it ends. Yeah appropriately to where you
1: wouldn't need
0: like, well that's actually really good to know because now i want to grab the seasons so i can you know at least grab the season,
1: season one on fucking black friday did you get it too
0: jeremy Hell oh yeah. dude
2: it's such a good deal it really is it's five dollars yeah, for an entire season on yeah blu-ray. it's like 13 it's still like on it's
0: always like it's always nine oh on blu-ray yeah i don't buy five dollars um,
2: incredible.
0: it's always like nine bucks but yeah yeah, I, I'm looking forward to checking out because everyone I've talked to said it's a really good show. So. Yeah, i have kind of got the uh, the TV show bug right now. Yeah, we really, need really to start
2: a plan. podcast maybe on Hannibal because <laughs> it's ended. It wouldn't take that long.
1: <laughs> what are you gonna fucking make a podcast for fucking every TV yeah, show? Yeah, that's the plan. Like, uh, I think this could thing. be a
2: thing. I think this could be a thing. Don't I shouldn't be saying this out loud? Jordan. JP, you're gonna have yes. no fucking time to do anything. Yeah, well, I'm not going to do them all at once. I'm going to, like, take breaks from from them and record. You fucking rec- still have
1: eight years of X-Files. Yeah,
2: but that's, like, the big, big, long one. I'm talking about these other smaller ones that only lasted 40 episodes or whatever, you know?
1: Well, 40 yeah. episodes, that's
2: fucking... Yeah, but you can double up, times. dude. We, me and Kyle could that's record, a- like, four episodes of the X-Files a night and still be done quicker than this show will be.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, we just never shut the fuck up, though. Yeah. Kind of like right now. Moving along. Um yeah knock knock uh coming out here from who's putting this out linesgate yeah Lionsgate's putting this out he's um, gonna pick this up for the year end show I feel like this is one we should probably see uh, it's off I don't know it it really just depends on price wow yeah. the blu-ray on amazon dot com is going for thirteen ninety nine that's good really price pretty cheap man um yeah i mean I've heard that. You know, like all Eli Roth films, there's always a mixed bag of reviews. This like one's no different.
2: I've heard that it's okay. It's pretty good.
0: Not not yeah, great, I, just pretty good. I'm I'm just pretty, really curious to pretty, see
1: pretty good.
0: I'm really curious it's to like see like how similar it is to Death Game, you know, from 1977, because this is a, a remake of Death Game. Is it officially
2: a remake of Death Game, or just like was that like the marketing, or they just? Mm-hmm. Like, hope nobody didn't notice.
0: <laughs> I, I think they were kind of hoping that no one would kind of figure it out. That's what it seems to be. You know, like, I, I I broke that news to, I think it was Dave Z or something, and they were like, what the fuck? And then people were kind of looking into it, like, oh, yeah, it is. It's supposed to be like a remake of Death Game from 1977. So I don't know how similar it is. They probably hmm. just took the general idea and then kind of rolled and did his own thing. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, Knock Knock, really cheap. Pick it up. Uh, next up here from uh, Synapse Films is one that I've been really, really curious to check out, and it's called Thundercrack. Thundercrack. <laughs> it's a great title, man. Uh, yeah, it's one that's been on a list for me to get forever.
2: Fortieth two
0: disc um, collector's edition. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this one, I I can't believe is you know coming to Blu-ray and stuff. I believe that Synapse actually had a DVD release of this before. Is this like a ghost film? Um, honestly, I don't really know a whole lot about it. But, you know, me, I collect certain companies and I had this one on a list to grab. Do you like uh, that I cover? Don't, I don't think it is a ghostly. I think it's like a um, – I actually do like the cover art.
2: I, you know I mean? really like it. I'm not sure why. I, it's the simplicity well, it, of it. There's a little bit of fog there.
0: It's a creepy house, post mailbox. I like it. Black and white, man. You know, it's just literally black and white. It's kind of cool. Mm -hmm. kind of cool stuff but you know this release is gonna be awesome man. snaps their transfers are just amazing and last up here from scream factory we have uh women what is the name of this movie women's prison massacre correct also also known as like i think like 14 or 15 other titles
1: oh so it's like bay of blood
0: (laughs) yeah you know you know (laughs) these typical these typical italian uh films uh of course, this is directed by Bruno Matai. I'm not sure if it was put out originally under Bruno Matai's name. It's probably one of his aliases or something like that because, you know, he literally has like 12 different names he released films under. Um, but this is really cool because this has never been released at all. And those are the type of releases that I want to hear or that I want to see. So,
2: Well, Moods, you actually did forget one thing that's coming out this week as well. Mm it's relevant to what we were just talking about and that is uh, The X-Files complete series on Blu-ray in a pretty gnarly ass set oh that's coming up this
0: sweet
1: Yeah, two,
2: sweet. It's, it's only going to set you back 269,
1: <laughs> $269. but you know <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's a bargain for what you're getting
2: you could wow. watch
1: it and then listen to JP and Kyle fucking talk stupid for 87 weeks Two mm-hmm. hundred
2: 202 Man. weeks bud
1: Game oh, Friday. whatever. Like, just what do you want to do? Listen to your fucking mouth for. <laughs> I love you, JP. Uh, but you can
2: get them all individually. i seen them as low as $10 a season on Blu-ray during Black Friday. So if they have been down that low, that means they can go down that low. So you can wait and grab them that low.
0: So uh, that's pretty that cool. Is, that is really cheap, man.
2: hmm
0: 10 bucks. All right, so that's going to conclude the DVD and Blu ray releases for December 8th, 2015. Now, my release of the week. Release of the week. Um, you know, again, not really a whole lot of releases this week. A couple of really good ones. Uh, but I'm probably going to have to go with the film that's never had a release because, you know, these are the type of ones that, you know, we need to support. You know, if you don't pick these up, then, you know, Screen Factory generally doesn't want to put these out. Go hmm, with garbage pail kids this week, huh? <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, my uh, my pick of the week is Women's Prison Massacre All right. by the infamous Bruno Matai. Very cool. This is getting released. Very, very cool shit. So,
2: yeah, yeah. I, I mean, that would probably be the one that I would go with, too, because the whole concept, would, if there's one it, film you're going to get this week. Yeah. You know, it was
0: either line. it was either that or Thundercrack, but, you know, I got to go with this one. Thundercrack. Because I'm pretty sure Thundercrack had a DVD release by Snaps before, so. Yeah. But this is really cool. And it's called We're, Women's Prison Massacre. I mean. Yeah, man. You can't get any more sleazy than that. You know, that <laughs> shit's going to be sleazy as hell. It's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So that was the release of the week. Oh, did uh, you movie, talk about
2: the IFC Midnight that's coming out this week?
0: No. Is there an IFC Midnight?
2: Yeah. One and two, it's called.
0: It's called One and Two? Yeah. No, I it didn't It doesn't even that look
2: one. like a horror film, but it's it, it oh, has okay, IFC right. Midnight down in the right corner. Okay, that's probably why then.
0: Probably not a horror film. Yeah, they just you know, I, I, IFC does that, man. IFC I, does that. Yeah. All right, All right. So we do have one voicemail
2: and some questions. Moods, did you wanna go with Zach's question first?
0: Yes. Sorry, Zach. Uh <laughs> you know it's kind of funny. We talked about this pre game. Uh, last week, and completely just shit the bed. Totally had a brain fart in the middle of the show and forgot to ask this co- or to read out the question for Jeremy. This one was specifically for Jeremy.
1: Oh, perfect! I'm so looking forward. To it.
0: And yeah, I don't know how I forgot about this. I even had it written down. I just fucking just totally blew by it, but brain fart. Um, so Zach was asking directly to Jeremy. Uh, if, so if you collect you know DVD and Blu-rays, uh, and you only watch them one. One time, why do you like? Why do you collect them?
1: Because I have fucking eight thousand other movies I have to watch, and yeah, I rather that... watch those first before I watch movies I've already seen.
2: Mm-hmm. So why
1: do you collect them? So what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to watch them? <sighs> what do you mean? How am I supposed to watch them if I don't collect them? You, well, I think he's, he's, asking, he's asking? You like said why you why you, you don't like then? rewatching things.
0: Uh-huh. So if you do watch something, you know essentially, if you're not going to watch it again, what's the point of keeping it? I think that's kind of what he's getting at. Yeah.
1: I don't know. Like, if you have because no intention. Collecting. I like to collect them.
0: Just collecting for the sake of Am it I going
1: like, to go up there and be like, hmm, oh, look it, uh, Bloody Homecoming. I want to watch that again. What am I going to do with it? Get rid of it? It's,
2: it's, I guess it would be a similar question. Why do we keep films that we know we're never going to watch again, moons?
0: Yeah, I mean, that, that could be you know the second part of the... Um, for me, well, I've said it before, I'm just strictly a hoarder. I mean, I'm not trying to deny anything, man. Uh, But, you know, the the thing is, though, there's always that there's always that little low percentage (laughs) that I will revisit films that I just I I have done it before. Like Like, for the
3: show.
0: Yeah. Like for the, you know, the off chance that I might actually. Oh, well, I just grew to appreciate it. You know, I just you know, I'm so much more sophisticated. I can see the goodness in this film, but sometimes it doesn't always work out like that. Like, Mm. you know, I think if I watch if I rewatch Bloody Homecoming, it'd still be a piece of shit to me. But it is what it is, man. You never know. Like sometimes those films, you keep around for that off chance. You might just revisit them. I mean I know that's why I do it and that I'm a whore.
2: (laughs) I've thought about this all the time because there are a lot of films in my collection that I'll probably never watch again. And it's kind of a weird thing because why collect? Like I don't even know. Yeah, I honestly don't know. It's just some sort of hobby that passes time. I like doing it. I like seeing how big my collection gets. And that's really it. It's honestly pointless. It's honestly a waste of money, and it's pointless. Other than I enjoy it, which is not a See, waste I, of money to me.
0: I actually don't believe it's pointless. It's it's a pastime, you know. It's like why do you play baseball for fun? Well, it's a pastime, and it's just it is what it is. You know, collecting is just one of those things. It just some people it makes them feel good. They like having a collection. They like looking at their things. You know, whatever whatever the the, the case may be. Um, you know, for me. You know, to be honest, you know, yeah, it has a little bit to do with, you know, I like, you know, having stuff around and things like that. But for me, essentially, it's hard to get a lot of the stuff that I do try to track down. So for myself, if I'm going to spend a lot of time tracking down a certain DVD or Blu-ray or something like that, and it turns out to be absolute shit, I'm keeping it because I went through, I put in the time to get it and the money. And I just right? like going out. I'm just not going to get rid of it just because and people are like, wow, you're never going to watch it. I'm like. You know what, man? It's different, man. You know, for somebody like Jeremy, like, he's got disposable places to go and, you know, hunt and stuff. He can do it right in his backyard where I can't. Mm-hmm. You know, it's fucking harder. So I hold on to the shit. So like, I don't know he's what I would fucking a bit more do than
1: if I didn't collect. I'd be fucking sitting on my ass all day doing nothing. Well, that's one of the things that I mentioned in our
2: conversation, Jeremy, is – I, I do it simply because it keeps me, like, sane. It's, like, my thing. That's my thing. I like collecting movies. I like watching movies. That's my hobby. And I think everybody needs a hobby or they go insane. So that's mine. And it might be pointless to, like, the general public looking, like, why do you – because I've been asked that before. Like, why do you have all this stuff? It's like you're just wasting money. It's like, yes, technically, on that level, I am wasting money. But if it makes me happy, then it's not wasting money to me because if, if I wasn't happy, then – that would be not utilizing my money properly to make
1: myself happy. <laughs> mm-hmm. At least yeah, I got something to show it. People fucking spend their money on stupid shit and then like they have scratch nothing offs. to... Sh- well, on alcohol and drugs and other stupid shit that yeah have i mean, nothing to
0: show for it you know that's essentially what you could say too it's like you know you could just go and blow your money on mcdonald's some shit that you don't have anything to show for like mcdonald's you know, <laughs> you know it's a good conversation piece like people will come over to my house and they will you know say somebody will come over for the first time and they're like yeah man i heard that you got a crazy collection i'm like yeah go check it out and and it starts up a conversation it's where like, like oh, word on God. the street is you have you got something <laughs> in the back yeah, it's a good conversation piece because, you know, they'll come over and they're like, man, like, where do you get all this stuff? And I'm like, I spent a lot of time on on my computer hunting shit down because, you know, and they ask the question, the appropriate question, where do you get the stuff? Because they know that there's not a lot of outlet media places see, to buy Canadians shit around so here. So
2: different because when I when people see mine, they're
1: like, you're fucking retarded. I mean, people are like always like fascinated. They're like, Oh have Nobody you seen ever every cares. like do you know every movie in your collection? I was like, Pretty much, but dude, like... I've had
0: people just like holy fuck man, like they go in there and they go, Damn, dude, like what the fuck? Like, holy shit, man. And that's a a really interesting uh, reaction. I like when people do that. I'm just like, okay. You know, you're really actually legitimately astonished right now. (laughs) You know? I mean, I'm sure deep down maybe the odd person's thinking like, you are fucking retarded. That's actually everybody in my family. My family completely doesn't condone anything I do. They hate the fact that I'm on YouTube. They hate the fact that I podcast. They hate the fact that I collect shit. Like, I get in shit all the time from my parents, my sister, my fucking brother. Everyone is like why are you so fucking retarded and i'm like
2: yeah they're dude, like why are you hanging out with two dudes on
0: i'm the like weekend podcasting? you know what see everyone is different though like everyone's different like you know <laughs> Shit, I, this,
1: this fucking show will help me get a job so
0: yeah you know it's i collect i collect uh, you know i mean i still collect music and stuff and obviously movies and stuff and everyone just ha- puts their money into different things like you know my mom can be a real cheap ass with certain things but then when she wants something she'll spend like ten thousand dollars you know, but then I look at it and go, well, that's fucking retarded because I wouldn't do that, you know, but at oh. the same time, it's it's relatable, you know, that's what she wants. So yeah. that's what she goes and does. And this is what I do. And I try to explain that to her. And she's like, but they're just movies. And I'm like, yeah. so you spent fucking $600 per chair for your gazebo. You have fucking six of them. That's ridiculous. <laughs> like, I would never fucking do that, man. Like, you guys are so, I look at it, I'm just like, Retarded. You guys are retarded. <laughs> you right? know what? i said to my parents, I and mean, even my dad even shakes his head sometimes. And I'm like, "Hey, this is what you do with your money. This is what I do. Just have respect." There's no, there's no better or worse, really. It's just exactly. what do you enjoy? What makes you happy? And that makes well, and me, that, it makes me happy, I, dude. It I, really does. I said, my, I said to my mom, I was like, "You know, you spent six hundred dollar per chair. One of those chairs, I just bought like a hundred and twenty movies." You know, I got yeah, you a know how many hours of entertainment 20%. that is?
2: You sit on that <laughs> yeah. chair for three hours and your ass is going to hurt.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> yeah, like, I don't even nice. want to like add up all the running times of all my movies. Oh, that's scary see how, but see how long it is. You know what, Jeremy? I think the real crime here
2: is that and, you've no, seen like
1: 30% of your collection. Well, I want to say, well, but you come across them for a dollar. How can you not
0: fucking <laughs> buy them? Well, I'm that, not I mean,
2: saying, does, that. Well, you
0: have them. Why, how can you does not factor watch that? If I was coming across that. <laughs> because like, I'm fucking bad, busy so and stupid. I just don't
1: have time to fucking sit down and watch 80 movies a week like Moods does.
0: Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, Moods, you're not busy. Yeah, but you have to understand, Jeremy. I'm really, really good with time management. That's how I manage yeah. to do all this. You know, I don't just, I don't just claim to be super fucking. busy. Oh, I can't do this shit. If I, if I actually can't sit down and do shit, man, dude, I am like. I must be fucking swamped. I can always figure out shit. Right? Well,
1: Zach, all I could say is that when there's a post-apocalyptic fallout, you ain't coming in the bunker with me and Moods and JP while we have all our fucking movies yeah. living it up for yeah. eighty-seven years. Yeah, damn it, Zach. <laughs> <laughs> we could watch a different movie every day, and we still would have enough. Yeah, if we put our co-
2: with our collections combined, we have the power to live a very long time and watch nothing but movies.
0: Ah. Awesome. uh so yeah no, anyway that suck. I that,
3: fucking-
2: that concludes knowledge <laughs> essentially right jp would be dead
0: <laughs> yeah that pretty was pretty
2: much a knowledge segment zach thanks uh yeah. so uh I, we do have a few other little comments here jake from state farm said that on the mario bava show on the website he's like will you guys review krampus on here or your channels. And I, I think the appropriate answer to this is probably neither. Because we don't really go to the theater that much. And it probably won't be released in time. So, uh... Yeah. Krampus, I think he's talking about the Michael Doherty one. That'll mm-hmm. probably be one we won't talk about till next year.
0: I'm astounded, man, that that movie... I mean, not astounded, but it, it does make perfect sense. But it's a PG-13 film.
2: I'm about to go see it tonight. If you know, I... It, by me.
0: I was... You know, at first I was like, damn, man, you know, like trick or treat to PG-13. But I keep hearing that it's quite good. Hmm. I haven't heard so anything that's, that, about it. That's interesting. Quality yet. Heard a couple. I've heard a couple things about it. And I haven't heard anything. The consensus so far is it's decent. So I'm like, cool. OK, it's interesting.
1: And then after that, we have Martin B. As a 64, I'm running tomatoes. So that's like really good for a horror movie.
0: Yeah, that's really, really good. I think on IMDb right now, it's like really high also. Hmm. Which Ooh, is fucking strange. That's good to hear, man. though. I mean,
1: I'm
2: happy about that.
0: Yeah. Uh, Martin, I mean, IMDb obviously is not a good source for looking at ratings. <laughs> I mean, there's some shit on there. I just like I laugh at. But. Martin
2: VP says thanks for the Italian month. Enjoyed every minute of it. Also, thanks for the titles on the next shows. It's always fun and enjoyable when we can rewatch the main movie with you guys. So I thought that was of note because I really think that we always should at the beginning of the show. When we say, like, this is what we're doing this week, this is what we're doing next week. I think we should always let that let them know what our next show will be, just so they can watch it. Because I know that if I was listening to a podcast and they was doing Bound of Vengeance and they were just like, well, we're doing Bound of Vengeance, you know, welcome to episode 65 or whatever. I'd be like, uh, damn it, I'm not going to listen to the main review because I would have liked to watch that first.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Okay, and I believe that, do you have any more, like, written questions?
0: No, I don't think I have anything else. All
2: right, just got one voicemail here, so I'm going to play that right now. It is from the homie Lawrence.
0: Hi, yeah, this is Lawrence.
4: I um, just wanted to ask kind of an odd question. Since it's the holiday season, I was thinking, what kind of uh, horror-related present would you absolutely love to get? It doesn't matter if it actually exists or not. What would really get you excited. I was thinking you could do something really straight. I know there's novelty things. I saw a showerhead based on the Star Wars movies that are coming out that got R2-D2 and Darth Vader's mask as showerhead. What kind of presence would you have that would it'd be kind of just as goofy? I was thinking maybe a Punch fountain that had the uh, model of carry and the punch would just flow right in on top for like the pig's
2: blood. That's like the greatest thing I've ever heard. It,
4: into the bowl. I thought that would be actually kind of cool. Maybe not as appropriate, but no, perfect. <laughs> awesome. Kind of fun. So what do you guys think? Anyway, have a great time, guys.
0: That's a funny question. So
2: that that's one that actually would have been better to hear beforehand. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've seen a lot of cool stuff over the years. Like, st- I'm not really a big fan of buying like things that aren't movies exactly, if it's horror-related, movies and posters. But I have seen some cool little neat things over the years. I recently sent Jeremy a child's play throw blanket. You didn't even comment on that? Did you think
1: it was cool? Mm, looked low quality. Yeah. A it looks like it, yeah, it looks like it would be like printed like really shitty.
0: Um, Moods, do you know anything like offhand? That I would like? Yeah. Um. Yeah, man. I would actually like to have uh, Robert England in full Freddy so outfit. <laughs> like the real person. So he can just stand in my basement all the time and just scare people and shit that'd be fucking weird I don't weird.
2: think I could like live with Robert England being
0: full. he's just standing there in full like I don't know man and it would and it would be like it would be like a combination of part 1 and part 3 Freddy you know not goofy part 6 yeah you know I don't I don't want to like you know make people laugh I kind of want people to get scared and shit but he just stands there all day like right over here Read about right my TV and just scares the shit out of people. <laughs> I, I would really like a nice... <laughs> the creepiest idea in the world. I just want a real person.
2: I, I honestly would like a real good replica of the Lamont configuration. Mm-hmm. I always kind of like that. It's a nice little prop thing that you could sit on a coffee table or whatever.
0: You know, honestly, the one thing that I've always wanted ever since I was a kid, man. Like, I know I've told this story before, either on my channel or on here and stuff, but... Um, you know, Fright Night is pretty much the film that I credit for getting me into horror films, Uh, you know, back in those days my dad was working off and on and stuff, anyways he rented the film one time and we watched it and it scared the like fucking shit out of me because I'm, you know a naive kid that doesn't understand that it's a horror comedy Um, but anyways, I remember watching the film and then later on it was like a few weeks later we went into the into the video store and i walked in and there was a standee
1: yeah i want to
0: of the friday the uh, um, fright night standy and i remember walking in and it literally stopped me in my tracks so i was like oh oh i watched that and it just like fucking freaked me out but it was like this huge standy and i've always wanted that thing cuz it's just like everybody knows what the fright night art is it's just awesome but that i would love to have i would love to try i've actually looked online I've tried to track one down i can't find one anywhere they probably don't even exist You know anymore. what? So sad, man. So fucking one. sad. Like collectors? I, I've never seen one, never seen one ever since I was a kid. Well now I'll look for one for you. The, I've wanted one forever. If
2: we're mm. talking about like stuff like that, like promotional items and stuff, there's one thing that I've seen a long time ago. It's super freaking rare, dude. Like it's one of the more rare type things. But back in the 80s, they had these things called EPKs. Jeremy, do you know what that is? Seems like something you would know. No. It's an electronic press kit, and it was essentially like this is how, you know, press copies were given out back then. And I guess it was like a Texas Chainsaw 2 press kit, and it had like a can of chili in it. Uh, it It's just this cool-ass thing where it had all this neat stuff and like the footage of the movie and stuff like that. And I'd always heard about – I've heard about this thing for a while, and it just looks so neat, and it's one of the coolest like EP – K's out there and uh that would be really cool.
0: Nice. Jeremy? That's really cool.
1: Does it have to be like a horror related thing? Could it just be something that you want? Whatever. Whatever Oh, well, I want a fucking C E D machine. Really? That's like my like most wanted thing like
0: they're super like rare, they're aren't super, they? Super, super,
1: super rare to find, and I've never yeah. been able to find one and I want one really bad, but I don't want to pay the fucking money for them, so
0: so what do those things usually go for? Uh, like two fifty. Holy shit! Yeah. Yeah, I think to find one in the wild would be probably one in a million chance. Yeah, because <laughs> they're so like, because they broke so
1: often that it's just hard to find one to even work. Like you could probably find one if it's broke, but like trying to find one that like actually works, but you don't have to like replace the belts inside. It's like it's super hard. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah. like, what I would want the most, to be honest.
2: Yeah, I, I think it would be cool to have, like, some sort of uh
1: print of a movie. I've always thought that that would be cool. Like, one of, one of my favorite movies. Fucking a lot of money. Yeah. Hey, we can, Come on, let's chip in and get fucking... I forgot to tell you guys that. So we were talking to me and my professor. After about Night of the Living day, Dead. And, we <laughs> yeah, and, I, dead. and he's like... Because we were talking about... <laughs> um, this this backlot in in Bolivia that all these movies go to the shoot and um, Night of the Living Dead four and five were were two of these films that went over there to shoot and I was like oh yeah did you read on eBay that they're trying to sell the prints for forty nine thousand dollars and he's like yeah and then we started talking about it so it's just it's funny yeah we get a print
0: what did he say about that because remember I said like you know fifteen twenty bucks tops yeah for those I don't <laughs> know
1: who would fucking pay fifty k for those movies.
0: Yeah. Uh, we, haven't
1: looked, we, we haven't looked in a while. Did anybody bid? <laughs> no, still on
2: there. Uh, yeah, they probably won't sell. No. I mean, I'm sure we can get one of the witchcraft films from uh, Sterling. I'm
0: gonna say, I was just going to say, that's so funny that you said that. I was going to say, well, I bet you David Sterling scrounges up the money and buys those prints. <laughs> 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 that's funny that you brought Sterling up, man. It's fucking weird. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah. So, yeah, those things are never going to sell for those prices. There's no way. There's no way. So
2: that is uh the voicemail that we had
0: the voicemail that's that's it
2: well, we did have one from Derek, but uh I don't have it on my phone, and we're not gonna play it this week it, he did ask a question about the seconds movie.
0: oh and yeah, yeah, he sent
2: us a copy of seconds, and yeah, Derek, we're gonna do that eventually. we you know kind of got thrown off by West Craven's death. We shuffled some shows around, missed some shows stuff like that but we'll 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 figure out a way to fit it in either on a mini shots or on a full episode depending on time and things but we'll we'll get to it we promise
1: Mm. Yeah.
0: Mm. awesome all right so i guess uh we'll get into the uh the morbid fact of the day uh the corners report weird stats and morbid facts courtesy of rumor magazine Uh, this weird stat is coming from brand new issue 162, and that's from December of 2015. It's got Krampus on the cover. And, yeah, like I said, I started reading the article on it, so I got about three sentences in, and I got sidetracked because, you know, well, there's a bird. That's pretty much what happened to me. (laughs) Um. (laughs) The fucking dog? I was fucking (laughs) eating breakfast this morning and I read that, and, yeah. So, anyways, uh. I'm just going to take the first one that's in here because it, it actually made me laugh. You know, I've had this magazine for a few days and I just, just cracked it open, but this made me laugh. So, uh, earlier this year, an intoxicated San Diego man captured a wild raccoon and used it to blow into the breathalyzer equipped in uh, in his car. The animal lost consciousness and the man left it in the vehicle. Later, as he was driving, it awoke and attacked him, causing <laughs> him to crash into a, to crash the car into a pool. <laughs> Dude, raccoons will literally kill you. That is what crazy. That guy's nuts. Dude, that guy had to have been shit faced because if the raccoon lost consciousness, you just put pl- you put that thing back on the side of the road.
1: Yeah.
0: Raccoon. Why would you like throw it vicious. in the back
1: seat like a fucking Yeah,
0: dude, what was he thinking? Like, even if he did kill it, why wouldn't you get rid of it? Yeah. It's non conscious, man. Like I fucking burst out laughing and i not spit my rice Krispies I, out. I
2: have a <laughs> raccoon phobia from something that happened to me when I was younger and ah fuck all that man i don't like Mm -hmm. raccoons at all my neighbor had a couple of uh baby raccoons in her house and i was at a party and i didn't know they were in there and then i walk in a room and there's like two (laughs) raccoons and i was like are you fucking kidding me right now in the house in the house under the they scattered under the couches yeah oh dude what the fuck yeah if you get them when they're babies they'll be they'll be kind of chill
0: uh, really? Yeah, yeah. I mean, go. that's like mo- that's like most animals, though, right? Yeah. You can you can trade them, but yeah, raccoons. Oof, I don't know, man. These things freak me out too.
2: Yeah, straight up. <laughs> so I believe we have zero knowledge this week, other than the thing we talked about earlier. Uh, but as always, guys, send us some topics, unless you have something that I don't know about modes.
0: Uh, no, I don't have anything.
2: Jeremy, well, we nope. know Jeremy doesn't bring anything to
0: the table.
1: Nah. <laughs> <laughs> what's that? What's 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 bring things to the table? What does that mean?
0: He's like, I don't get this. I don't get the same. Yeah, people don't say that every day. A yeah, ankle
1: do. ankle doesn't fucking bring to the
0: consent the oracle. Okay. Hmm.
1: That's Google. Buddy. Yeah.
0: Alrighty. So getting into the www portion of the show, what we watched this week, which makes his triumphant uh, return to the show. It's been a while. Um uh, Obviously, over a month since we've done any uh, what we watch segments. So, it's been. If you don't know, what, it's been.
2: Think think about it. It's been a long time.
0: It has been, you know. And if you don't know what that is, it's just we just. It's like a roundtable thing. We just talk about some films that we watched recently, give some ratings, and that's what it is. <laughs> so, uh, what we watch this week? Who wants to go first? Jeremy, Jeremy you go first. I heard that you. Uh, did you watch the Sand this week? No, by chance.
3: Oh,
1: my China. <laughs> let me just check this there's out. a new I movie play.
0: called the sand let me that's,
1: check it out really quick
0: no nah, that's funny that's funny
1: seem to be dry
0: god you are just so seemed, grumpy today man seemed, that's funny shit
1: seemed like my last abortion just went perfectly fine
0: <laughs> yeah yeah Good i went stuff. up there
1: put my legs up i told you guys we need to fucking gave, infest. Her, gave
0: her a couple nudges and
1: yeah we need to fucking infest in a vacuum so i don't have to keep spending money
0: just use a hanger dude yeah man I just use a hanger the mm-hmm.
1: fucking you got some st- grains you got- are so tiny how the hell am I supposed to use a just hanger stir it up you got man a
0: staircase- you got a staircase in your house man that works too you know
1: fuck you
2: <laughs> okay so what'd you watch this week bro
1: alright let's talk about Worm- Wormwood from the year 2015 released by IFC Midnight and Scream Factory No, oh, IFC Midnight will always be the one <laughs> So, right no, IFC Midnight. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so This is like a movie that's gotten like a lot of like buzz in the community. Everybody's like, oh, yeah, it's like right, right on the cover. Mad Max meets Dawn of the Dead. No, I guess so. But so basically we follow this comet that explodes over Earth and uh, the particles that explode causes people to turn into zombies and um we follow our main character his family gets turned into zombies he's trying to find his sister and along the way he blows zombies heads off that's pretty much about it to be completely honest there's not nothing much else going on there besides um really really good practical effects of people getting their heads blown up lots of head explosions in this movie and um there's a lot of gore everywhere and it seems to be all practical maybe my my pretentious eye can't spot the, the cgi
0: i think there is minor cg mixed in with it but it's done you know to the point where you can't even really notice yeah yeah so but there is a lot of like straight up practical effects yeah there. yeah
1: and there's it's it's a very bloody gory movie i have to say lots of lots of um shit going on and then there's like this weird side thing going on with the guy's sister that he's trying to hunt down with the scientist who's really weird and and bizarre and um, there, she's he's performing these experiments on her to try and make her... I don't know what the fuck he's trying to do. I don't know if he's making an antivirus or what the hell this guy's trying to do. Maybe I'm just too stupid again to figure <laughs> out what the, what the fuck's going on, but he's, like, doing experiments on her sister, and she gains this power all of a sudden that she's able to control the zombies, and um, stuff happens, and um, it's, a, it's a... I know, like, people like Scott said, like, oh, he didn't like this movie because of the way it was shot. It's very... It's very like gorilla style type of a, a handy can handheld camera type yeah, of a feel to it, and it it could get a little annoying when you're watching the movie. But besides that, it's it's it, it, it's shot well. It has some really nice shots throughout the whole film. And um, you know me, I'm not a huge zombie fan, even though Moods is like. But then why do you don't? Then how do you like Dawn of the Dead? Because you know, just no, because I, I don't like zombie movies, that means that I have to hate every fucking zombie movie.
0: No, I always <laughs> say that to people and they're like, I'm not really into zombie films. Like, what about these four? Well, I like those films. Well then you like zombie films. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just being a dick.
1: Yeah, I know. But um yeah, I don't I don't think this one really lived up to all the hype, to be completely honest. Um Uh No, I don't agree
0: I don't agree with you very often, Jeremy, but I do agree with that statement. I was a little underwhelmed by this film too. I reviewed it and uh I thought this movie had a lot of interesting ideas in it. You know, it 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 kind of separated itself a little bit with, you know, the controlling the zombies and certain other things that are happening, but
1: mm-hmm. and like that's the old, it. like like all oh, the, the all things gas um stop working, but the zombies like blow out this gas out of their mouths and they like use that for for energy to drive the car, but at nighttime they stop having this gas come out of their mm-hmm. mouths, so See, they, those it's type interesting.
0: Of things, th- those are interesting because it's actually creative. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I thought that was a really good. You
1: know, like, that's like that was like the main conflict of the fucking movie is like, oh, how do they, how do they get this car yeah. started? And
0: you know, the thing that bugged me the most about the film was just the underdevelopment of the scientist and his crew and his gang and like mm-hmm. exactly what they were trying to accomplish and oh, things God, like I that. was
1: The only one who didn't know what the hell was going no, on.
0: No, I mean, the, to a point, yeah. Like they they were trying to do some things that I, I won't give away or anything, yeah. but. Um, just the underdevelopment of his character—it just seems like it just kind of comes to an, you know, an end in it too. And I don't know, man. There's something about that kind of subplot that I wasn't really digging. Mm-hmm. You know, it was something like I kind of liked the character, but at the same time, I didn't. It was, I was silly to me, man. I don't know.
1: Mm-hmm. No, so. no, I see that. Overall, mm, not going to be on my top ten like many films this year. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I guess if you're into zombie films and you like grindhouse style films and maybe you want to check this one out but uh mr sack i will not be watching this one again uh six and a half out of ten hmm.
0: yeah and getting back to uh to uh scott's remarks you know he said you turn the movie off after 20 minutes yeah uh no offense or anything but i i really really you know have a hard time when people voice an opinion about a film as a whole when they only watch 20 minutes of a film you know, it's like, what gives you the right to voice an opinion if you're only going to, you know, watch 20 minutes of it? Because, let's be honest, man, we've watched a lot of films before where the first 20, 30, 40 minutes are not the greatest and then it completely turns around and it turns out to be pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So, it's hard, you know, to voice an opinion and say, oh, the movie was so shitty, was so sh- shot, so shitty. I mean, I've se- like I said, I've seen films where, you know, pretty much the beginning was almost found footage and it turns into not being like that, you know? So voice an opinion i just i have a hard it's a big pet peeve of mine. i'm sorry i just had to get that out there it's just a pet peeve no offense or anything scott but just maybe try to give it a little more time you know so Mm -hmm. that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying
1: yeah yeah like i said it's not a bad movie but um no it's not a bad movie i just didn't like it as much as i thought i would
0: yeah i mean i you know i liked it for you know what it was i didn't think it was fantastic i just man you know I couldn't believe the praise that it was getting. You know, every, I think people were just excited for the fact that it did have some kind of interesting and unique ideas to it.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: You know,
0: but as a whole, if you kind of think about it, it's like that's really all it has going for it. So,
2: mm-hmm. well, that you just guys just bumped that one down on my list because <laughs> it mm-hmm. was
0: one that I was about to watch the other day, actually. I really do like the apocalyptic feel to it though mm-hmm. you know like in the the costumes and the comic relief by the, the by the native guy too was actually pretty fun um yeah, i like just car- weird yeah He's his character was character. fun man yeah his character was fun and that was you know it wasn't like over-the-top comedic element stuff it was just some funny-ass one-liners mixed oh. in with this really he- like hectic and thick uh accent. you know kind of native accent too which was kind of funny but mm-hmm. i did like the costumes and stuff that was going on but good stuff
3: all right
2: I guess I'll go next, huh? No. No? Moods? No. I'll You <laughs> go ahead. You can go. All right. So uh, continuing along with the theme that Jerry just, Jeremy just, Jerry, set up.
1: fuck you. <laughs> you. I'm, I'm out of here. You don't even fucking know my. name.
2: Jerry. <laughs> <Did> Jeremy just <laughs> set Mexican up. Fucking Asshole bitch. I'm going to continue and do a IFC Midnight as well. Uh, it's an IFC slash Scream Factory, by the way. Um, don't care what he says. IFC. (laughs) And IFC. IFC. Uh, The one that I'm doing is directed by Paul Sullett, who directed Grace, and it is titled Dark Summer from 2015. So this one follows a kid named Daniel who has been placed under house arrest after harassing a young woman. We learn a little bit more about that as the story progresses. Uh, He basically... Is not allowed to have internet access or he is not allowed to leave his property he's not allowed to have people visit him who are minors on his property and to you know top that all off his mother is like out of town so she obviously doesn't care too much about her son who's now on house arrest but he's like home alone just you know free to do whatever he wants as long as he stays in his uh, guidelines uh, some people have said that it's similar to Disturbia. I, not really. I mean it, only the house arrest thing is, is the comparison that I really have. And they even drop a line about it in the film, which I thought was cool. That's Paul yeah. Sallett being aware of how he's going to be perceived making a film like this.
3: I, I think caught, that's smart. I caught that smart. too. I thought that yeah.
2: was cool. Or, or the writer who was Mike Lee. I, whoever – they knew that there was probably going to be people saying that, so they – nipped it in the butt right away Mm -hmm. anyway uh he's kind of just you know doing his thing his friends sneak him a tablet and he connects to his neighbor's wi-fi so he can have some internet this guy's kind of like a tech kid like he really is uh you know very run by technology and he is skyping with his friend abby who definitely has a crush on him and he gets a phone call skype call from mona that's not generic (laughs) who is uh the girl that he was kind of harassing and mona shoots herself on skype committing suicide
1: did she deserve it
2: Uh, i don't know you have to watch the film and then daniel begins to see kind of ghostly type things in his house dealing with mona and his friends kevin and abby are trying to help him uh, figure out what's going on. Of course, they don't believe him as far as la-da-da, la-da-da. Uh, this one, honestly, uh, I like the concept. I really like the house arrest stuff. I I think that it's really cool. It it, co- it makes a way to keep your character stuck in one location, which I'm a fan of. Uh, the overall story in this one, I felt, got a little wonky. It really gets into just a I-don't-care type m- mode for me towards the end where it's just like, yeah, you can put all this stuff together and you can. this can be your story, but it's really just really not interesting to me. Uh, it, it it has to do like seances and spells and shit like that, and I'm just like, ah, not really my thing. Uh, but I love the early scenes in the movie. It is a little slow, but I kind of like being with this character because it kind of makes you feel like, oh, this sucks. It's like a nice summery timeout and I'm stuck in house arrests, kind of like
0: how Disturbia did. The, the one thing <laughs> I agree and disagree, um but I really actually like the way this movie you know ended up being i, I really enjoyed like the third act in the film, and yeah, I do agree it was slower, but it's a good slow because you get to know the characters and it's an interesting script because you know you don't really want to feel sympathy for this guy that apparently you know made this girl commit suicide, and you know it's got a the sympathetic feel to it, but he's supposed to be a dick, but he's actually like the way the character is portrayed on screen is. He's essentially a nice guy.
2: Yeah, and that's you know. why I wasn't buying the dick thing. Like I was like mm-hmm. I was like there has to be something up with like this like what what happened here. So, yeah, no, yeah. I I thought that the I even thought that the chemistry between the lead actor Daniel and the lead actress Abby was actually really good. Like their mm-hmm. relationship, like I thought she was cute. She was like it was a little obvious that she liked him, but as you yeah. find out things later in the film, it kind of makes sense. So yeah, exactly. I, I I just didn't really, I don't know. It just, I didn't just, I wasn't really into the, the way that it went. I'm I'm not really sure if that's a bad thing or a good thing. Uh, You know, I, I mean, I'm not sure if that's a criticism or not. That's just my personal likes and dislikes that. That's yeah. I'm like the complete
0: a, opposite. I really liked how it ended up and just how it kind of gets all kind of crazy at the end. And there's some, you know, twists and turns, I guess. And, you know things that are going on but you know it's like i just i really enjoyed it like i've i really thought that they captured the isolation and the character development was good you know yeah. all that was working really well for me the atmosphere and just you know it, you know a lot of times with these you know kind of almost technology based type films which this one really is um sometimes it kind of gets a little fucky for me maybe i'm like getting you know, old yeah a little bit you know like it just I, sometimes i just don't buy into it so much mm. But this one, it really didn't it didn't bother me. I really enjoyed it. And I just kind of felt myself, you know, interested right from the start of the film, because I I love that feeling of being like, should I feel sympathy for this guy? But he's supposed to be a dick, but he's not. And like, I kind of like that, you know, and just being kind of gripped. I was pulled in right away from that. And, you know, I mean, I, I, I can see where you're coming from. With the end of the film being a little uh, a little wonky and stuff. Yeah, I mean –
2: I just thought it was a little lame. Like just the stuff, the reasons, the 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 reason why everything was happening I thought was just kind of lame. I, I don't yeah, know. I, I, it, it's you know, mixing it's... that technology and supernatural together that I'm not a huge fan of. I think that's really what it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, But, you know, at the same time, man, I I did really like this one from the beginning. And I still even with those things, those aren't really negative criticisms, just because I didn't find something appealing doesn't mean that it was (laughs) wrote bad. It just means Mm -hmm. that I personally don't care for films like that. So I wasn't really being negative in terms of criticism. Uh, I, I did like this film. Like, I, I, I really was happy that I did like it because I heard so many bad things. You were actually the only person that I, I heard kind of defended a little bit, and I believe you even said that you thought I would like it, which you were correct on. I did mm-hmm. like it. I like Paul Sullet. Like, I feel like this guy Well, because is... I
0: know that you like Disturbia, and, you know, just, you know, that direct comparison, which is... I actually like Disturbia, too, a lot. Actually. Yeah, I actually really like Disturbia, too. I mean, mm-hmm. for what it was, it was a, it was a really good film. Um, but, uh... So, I kind of figured, you know, this one's, you know, team based. It it just seemed like it was the type of film that you'd enjoy. So, I think Jeremy would probably come in really fucking low. (laughs) I I think Paul, Paul, yeah,
2: Jeremy would be like, I don't know. Instantly say in the chat after an hour, he'd be like, this film's boring. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is it as boring as Bound of Vengeance?
2: (laughs) It's way more boring than Bound of Vengeance. (laughs) Like, way, way more boring. Shit. Uh, Yeah, you gotta be
0: patient with this one.
2: So, Grace paul solid directed and i like that film a lot and that's kind of all he's really done besides some shorts mm. and that that kind of bums me out dude because i actually think that this guy has talent like for sure he has talent he's one of adam green's boys but he doesn't really do a whole lot and i hope that this this kind of got a little bit more doors open uh for him even though it wasn't super well received uh because i like this guy he did tales of halloween too i believe he had a short in there. Uh, But yeah, Yeah, I mean, I'm super cool. I I like this guy was funny. I heard him on an Adam Green podcast and he actually talked about when he was a kid, he was a kid at a summer camp. His camp counselors were fucking Eli Roth and Eli Roth's brothers. And they spent the whole summer making movies like as kids. (laughs) How fucking cool is that? (laughs)
1: That's pretty dope.
2: Yeah, you can't. And he still has he still has the stuff that they filmed.
0: That's cool, man.
2: Yeah. So I thought that that was super neat. I would love to interview this guy one day because I think. I wonder what they
0: filmed it on. Uh, I wonder what kind of cameras they used. I think like Super 8
2: or like something like that, maybe.
0: Yeah, like the real aspiring, you know, young filmmakers from that time used like Super 8, and then the other ones used shot on video that were like, I'm just gonna make shot on video films the rest of my career. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, let me not
2: have
1: any credibility.
0: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Let me wrap this up by saying my rating. Uh my rating for this film is a seven out of ten. Moots, have you rated this on the podcast before?
0: Um I don't know. Did I did I rate this? I can't remember if I reviewed on the podcast or where the hell I reviewed. I think I did. I have Um, not
2: reviewed on the podcast.
0: No. Um I think my rating was I think I came in at eight. Yes, I did.
2: Okay, so write yeah. that down I didn't ratings yeah. and send them to me after the show.
0: Yeah, that's, that's what it was. Yeah, it was 8 out of 10. So, eh, yeah, 7. I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, it was. it's not a terrible film.
2: No, so. it's definitely not as terrible as – it's not terrible, not, but I thought it would be more based on other people's opinions because I really heard a lot of negativity about
0: this. Movie. Yeah, that's all I'd heard from it too. And you know I didn't use the negativity to come in higher on my rating because I'm like, oh, I got to go outside the box and be like, I'm going to give this motherfucker an 8. Everyone else is coming in at like fours and fives and fives and a half and shit. And no, nah, man, that wasn't. I really enjoyed it. I liked yeah, it. Yeah, me too. I like the isolation. So it's Your cool. turn, buddy. All right, man. So uh, this one right here, I believe, originally came out in the UK in 2014. Uh, <clears throat> it's considered a 2015 film over here. I didn't even hear about this film until this year. Watched it on uh, Netflix. Actually, um, just kind of scrolling through, checking out some films I hadn't seen. Uh, this one is known as White Settlers in um, in the UK. It's known as the Bloodlands in uh, Region One over here. This is here. a
2: 2015 film. Yeah, how the hell did I miss this? I put all the films on Netflix in my queue.
0: Yeah, actually, this one said it was released September first, 2015, in the U.S. Damn. So. It probably had some kind of small release in the UK and then just got released over here. Uh, this one, of course, is starring Pollyanna McIntosh as we know from The Offspring and The Woman and uh, Let Us Pray. Films like that. You know, she's been doing actually a little more films lately. It's kind of cool. Uh, this one has a really simple premise. It's about you know her character, Sarah, and her husband, Ed. They are city dwellers. They live in London. Uh, they want to get away from everything. They're just tired of living in the fucking big city and shit and they They buy like an old rundown uh, piece of property with a house on it, uh, kind of on the Scottish border. So they move out there and the very first night that uh, Ed and Sarah are in their home, they pretty much uh, hear some noises downstairs in their place. And uh, Ed's character or Ed, he decides to go downstairs and check it out where he discovers that they're being home invaded. There's like four or five (laughs) guys. They're being home invaded. (laughs) They're being home invaded. So he gets all fucked up and shit like that. And uh, they basically kind of tie him up and. You know, and now it's a fight for their lives, obviously, um, and that's essentially what it is. It's a home evasion film. Um, now, my thoughts on this one, you know, honestly, it's uh, I really do like the setting, the atmosphere, the way it's shot. It's actually pretty good too, man. It's got some pretty eerie nighttime shots. It's pretty much all shot at nighttime, which is kind of interesting. Lighting's good too. Uh, the acting's really good in this film too. I have to say, Pollyanna McIntosh does a great job. She's really, really believable in her character, um, and she's kind of like you know the strong female presence in this too, to a point, you know. You know, she's scared and fighting for her life and stuff like that. So um, but, you know, this one right here, it doesn't really bring a lot of new elements to home invasion film. It's pretty standard. There's it's pretty, pretty standard. Uh, some of the uh, the revenge or not really re- the revenge that they get more of them fighting back and stuff isn't too, too bad. Uh, but there's not really a whole lot of it. It's kind of a slow film. It's really short, though, too. It's only runs about 75 or 80 minutes or something like that. It's a quick watch. Um, but like I said, not really a whole lot of new elements to this at all. You know, it's pretty kind of generic and kind of standardized. Uh, and then, you know, so you're kind of wondering the whole fucking film. What the hell is going on? Like, why are these people being home in Because uh, y- you generally need a reason, right? Or else it's just random. Or else it's just fucking final exam, you know? <laughs> and then they do give a reason at the end of the film. They kind of show it. And it's just like, Really? It's one of those moments where you go, "What the fuck? This is why they're being home invaded." And it kind of left me like completely unsettled. I was like, "You got to be fucking kidding me." So, I w- I kind of sat through, you know, 75 minutes of this very generic, kind of bland, typical home invasion film for this payoff. That reminds me of Mockingbird, that film that came out yeah. last year where I watched it and I was like, "You got to be
2: fucking kidding me."
0: I yeah, sat through like, this for that? <laughs> yeah, this this movie is it's not a, you know, The the whole elements of the film are not bad. Like I said, acting, you know, everything is good about the film. But the payoff has got to be one of the worst things I've ever fucking seen. And it's I guess it's probably more typical of why this would happen in the UK, considering all things. I I don't want to go into that spoiler territory, but I'm sure people that have seen this film that live there, they probably understand the ending. It probably means a lot more to them, too. But for me, I'm just like, really, man? Fuck. So, essentially, not really a whole lot to say about this one. I give it, I'm, I'm, I'm going to give it a 5 out of 10 because the elements of the film are really, really good. Hmm. Um, it's just generic. It's just really, really generic with a really shitty payoff. So, hmm. All right. but it's not a bad film. It's a decent watch, but man, what a letdown at the end. Holy shit. <laughs> <clears throat> All right.
1: Jeremy. Yeah, that sucks, back. but. Oh, Jeremy, did you re- rate it?
0: Yeah, 5 out of 10. Okay. Jeremy? Yeah. It's pretty damn average
1: all right so second film oh let's see okay so i'll be talking about a movie that was released by our good friends over at olive films that we just fucking raged at for 10 minutes in the intro but um you know it's it's probably one my my favorite film that they sent to me um with these last batch of films and um it's one i've been wanting to talk about on the show um uh, from Slash Video from the year two thousand thirteen. It's titled Cinco de Mayo. Did you talk about this movie on the show? Moods. I can't remember. No, I didn't. No, no, no. All right. So this is a really low budget, um, independent film, um, from California. I would assume. Um, but it 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 has some heart and some um, some really, uh, well done, well um well acted filmmaking in this movie. So, uh I really like the wrap around like this like this. It's it's not like a like a uh anthology wrap around, but we have like this um this college TV host named Stacy Monroe and she's like a Fangooly type of a character and um she like introduces the film and there's like a commercial break in the middle of it where they show a trailer <laughs> to this other movie and it's just like a really really um nostalgic type of a of a, of a feel to um at least in my mind. So uh so that's like a really really cool thing right off the bat that they have like this this um variety tv show type of an aspect to it and then the movie is basically follow this uh latino professor and uh, he teaches this uh latino appreciation class and his students don't quite understand the point of this class and he's really passionate about this subject and um his students just find it absolutely ridiculous that the college even teaches this this kind of class um there's like race wars going on between latinos and and the white people and um so el mastro gets that's what his name is el mastro he gets fired from um his job and he gets pissed off after he goes sees a therapist and this therapist um uh in um plants these lies in his mind that aren't true and he gets angry and he goes around and he starts killing everybody um who doesn't agree with him. Um and that and that's basically the synopsis of, of the film. Um overall, for a really, really low budget, no money movie, they have some really, really um good and interesting things going on in this film. Um, you know, commentary on immigration, um and and things like that and the effects are good the acting's really 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 good um el mastro he's he's really really solid in this movie um which is which is good for this you know me with acting that's like the number one type of thing that i that i don't have any of so to have a low budget film with with actually good acting and and a bit of a heart is really really nice so i'm happy that slasher video and olive released this movie hopefully more people will get to actually see it now um compared to just the regular, um, you know, old slasher video release and um, <laughs> filmmakers are really cool. I've talked to them because um, I saw my review and they were really, really chill. And um, so if you get a chance to pick up Cinco de Mayo, I, I highly recommend it. Uh, it's really, really good. Um, eight out of 10.
0: Wow. I'm really surprised you liked that movie as much as you did.
1: Yeah, it's Amazing. really, it's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I think nice. I think it's
0: an interesting piece. I just love the fact that you feel so sorry for the teacher in the film. Yeah. <laughs> you actually legitimately feel bad for him. Yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah it's, it's a cool film, man. I've talked about it a few times in random videos and stuff. And I, I think the fact of the matter was no one could see it because slasher video. Was just everything was so lim- not really limited, just really hard to get. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. So now it's is good that you know it's got a wider release, so people can actually check this shit out. So
2: yeah, I'm actually excited to get that one. That that was like the main one I wanted when I heard the initial reviews from the the line that they just put out. Hmm. So I guess I am next, correct? So let's venture uh, to South Africa for Tremors Five Bloodlines from the year 2015. I'm a huge fan of the Tremor series. I love all the films. for not so much, but I still kind of love it because it's nostalgic. And the TV series, they're redoing another TV series version. <laughs> I was a little iffy when they announced this. But they announced it, went right into production, and then it came out. It was such a smooth uh, thing, unlike Friday the 13th, the new one. <laughs> maybe,
0: they sh- maybe they should hire these guys to do the new Friday film.
2: Yeah, right. So, uh, <laughs> this actually is a sequel, which I was super happy about. It does have continuity. It actually has more continuity than I was expecting, which I'm excited about. So, yeah. we are dealing with Burt Gummer, who is played by M- Michael Gross. And, you know, he's been in the series since the first one. He's the only actor to be in all of the, the Tremors series. St- both the movies and the original TV series. I mean, he's, he really is tremors at this point. Uh, he's kind of doing his own thing. He's almost like a bear grills slash Les stroud survivor man type guy where he's like, you know, just making home videos, has like a website and stuff. And he gets introduced to Jamie Kennedy's story who wants to like produce his videos and stuff. Then he meets this other guy who is like either from the government or from like a wildlife research center or something. And he basically says, hey, there are now graboids in South Africa. And of course Bert at first is like, no, no, no. They're restricted to, you know, the whatever hemisphere, the one where the U.S. is northern. I'm not sure. Uh, Bad at school stuff. So anyway, uh, Bert decides to go out there. They're supposed to fund their stuff. Only when you get out there, they say that the you know the Border Patrol took the weapons so now he's like limited to these shitty ass weapons. Uh, then he quickly meets Ass Blasters, which is the third metamorphic state of the Graboid cycle. And ass Blasters. I've seen
0: so many pornos with that name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he's basically uh fighting ass blasters and graboids and they basically have to uh survive i mean it's it's a literally like any other tremors film but it's pretty awesome honestly like i really had fun with this one the cgi is not too much there are a lot of practicals as well uh i thought that the relationship between bert and uh jamie kennedy's character was a little like kind of pushed in there i didn't really i didn't feel natural like say the relationship in tremors 2 um i will say that i there was one scene that i really actually hated like i hated it and it was a scene where bert was trapped in a cage and it's this long drawn out scene of him like going crazy and i hated it i thought it was like weird for the character it didn't feel right felt like it was out of left field i honestly hated that scene it it honestly Hmm. pissed me off so did not like that scene it's played for comedic effect didn't care for it whatsoever uh there are some a new kind of version of the graboid uh because it's in a different part of the w- world so it, it kind of is you know it just had to adapt differently it makes sense the science behind it kind of makes sense if you just think of like how species of things are different in different sections of the world uh, they kind of skip the uh shrieker version over here. They don't really do shriekers, but they have the ass blasters they're kind of slightly different as well but I still think they look pretty cool and you know the 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 story i was maybe hoping a little bit more for it because it kind of gets a little uh a little what you'd expect like there's a betrayal and stuff you know it's just it's it's very like basic it's super basic but it is a tremors film and they do a good job there are some references to the previous films which i did like and there's one specifically that i think a lot of people miss and i only know it because i've seen the tremors films a lot so bert actually mentions uh his ex-wife so she was played by Rhea mcintyre in the first film and i thought that was super cool that there was like <laughs> a, a mention of her and he also mentioned that the HK ninety one in Tremors two. He's like when he mentioned that her and Heather, him and Heather split up. He's like I left her the HK ninety one. Well, the weapon that Jamie Kennedy brings to Bert in order to get him to go along with him is an HK ninety one. So it's actually like pretty interesting that these people actually put like nods to the other films in here. So I'm a huge sucker for that stuff. Love that. Overall, I thought it was super surprising. I wasn't <coughs> expecting it to be that good. It's way better than. Then it really deserves to be being the Fifth Tremors film directed DVD style. Um, I give it a seven out of ten.
0: Q. <clears throat> yeah, I gotta finish it. <laughs> was you really digging didn't. it or no? Yeah, no, uh, no, I was. I just got sidetracked. Okay. Yeah, and then just just didn't finish it. So I'll sit down and watch the whole thing. But yeah, from what I was, from what I saw, it uh, it was pretty cool. It was good. Was good yeah it's definitely fun man I mean for a tremors film 11 years after the last one
2: it's pretty impressive that they still <clears throat> you know made something that's actually good
0: <laughs> yeah no doubt alrighty so uh another brand new film here from 2015 um, I know the is coming soon uh, you may have heard of this uh this youtuber before he goes by the name of mr Parka um, uh, so this is um, Dave Dave Parka's Dave first- full-length film called slimy little bastards um yeah this is an anthology film it's got three shorts in it and it all has to do with slimy little bastards pretty cool stuff um you know this is a really interesting film of course it's you know dave makes a lot of films with uh with dustin mills and his buddy like brandon uh, scowkill and and uh aaron ryan and all these people appear in these shorts which is really cool too so it's just friends making films um so basically, it is an anthology film. There is a wraparound story just about, uh, I think, Keith junior. Jr.'s character. He's, he breaks down. He goes to this house to use the use the phone, and he of The guy that answers the door is like this really eccentric type, almost like magician type person. Anyways, he starts telling him some stories. Get into short one, which is called "Organic Shit," and this one is uh, really really interesting. It had me actually laughing quite a bit. Um, basically, it's about this really kind of weird dude. Doesn't even talk in the short. You know he's cooking his eggs and stuff, and he's throwing it down the carburetor. I mean, the shells down the carburetor and stuff. Anyways, it turns out that there's like this weird kind of green kind of slime shit in there, and his carburetor isn't working anymore. So he f- he phones up the handyman, played by Dustin Mills. And <laughs> Dustin Mills. Dustin Mills' character is fucking. It's absolutely hilarious, man. He's he he's putting on this like uh I want to say Russian accent, like an Eastern European or maybe like Russian accent. I think it's more Russian. And uh it's really fucking good. It's really good. Like who knew that Dustin Mills could actually act like this? Like it's really believable, man. I was like, wow, it's pretty good. So he comes in to investigate this garbage and lo and behold, this creature is formed and it it takes, well, basically him out, and then you got your short right there. Uh really, really fun stuff, man. Really well shot. Like one thing I noticed right off the bat is how good the film looked and was shot. Obviously, Dave has a little bit of experience, not with, you know, fully directing films, but working on so many Dustin Mills films. And it kind of has that feel and appeal to it. Um, the editing is really good. And I, I waited for the credits after. And, of course, it was edited by by Dave and uh, Dustin and stuff like that. So the editing is really good. It's shot really well. looks good. And the acting, it's good. Really good. Like I said, I, who who would have thought that Dustin Mills could act like this? Pretty awesome. You don't see him in front of the camera. A whole lot. He's usually behind it. But um, as for the effects in it, because, you know, this type of film is really all about the effects. And, you know, they're really low budget and, uh, you know, pretty fun, though. I have to say, like, the the slimy little bastard character or uh, creature, <laughs> it's like it's almost like green jello. I think that's even probably what they used. And it's really fun. It, really, really fun stuff. Getting into short two, it's called Brain Busters. Uh, Again, Dustin Mills is in this one. Uh, He plays a psychiatrist. His patient is played by Aaron Ryan. Um, And, you know, she's got some mental issues and things like that. But anyways, it turns out that Dustin's character is actually like an evil psychiatrist. And he's got this new type weird serum that he's trying on his patients. And he's documenting the use of it and stuff. Anyways, he gives her this stuff. And he tells her, he's like, well... You know, you take this stuff three days in a row and you should be cured. You know, you should be able to be right on track with life again and stuff like that. But he's got a an alternative plan. So she starts taking this drug and she basically kind of turns into like this weird slimy little creature and goes out on a killing rampage. Um, again, you know, these shorts are really, really short. You know, they're running 15 to 20 minutes kind of thing. And uh, again, super fun, man. <laughs> really, really fun stuff. Absolutely love the way the, uh, the creature looked in this one. It's like this little blue... <laughs> You got to see it to believe it, man. It's just really funny. Um, like the premise of this one it was a lot of fun. Um, again, Dustin, uh, really, really good acting. You know, I was quite surprised. Uh, there's, you know, um, a couple scenes in the short where Aaron has to phone her psychiatrist and he doesn't answer. It's just the uh, the voicemail or the ma- uh, the message on the answering machine. And just the way he – what he says is just awesome. I really enjoyed it. But pretty cool short. And the third one is called The Crusties. <laughs> And I love the way this one starts out. It's pretty awesome. You know, me, I've always been a big fan of miniatures in films. Every time I see anything to do with miniatures, it always captures my attention. And this is the way this one starts. It's got this miniature scene of, well, basically everyone in this short kind of plays themselves. And Dave Parker, you work in like a plant, right? So um, it's got this little, you know, this little uh, scene of a plant with, you know, some toxic, you know, barrels in front of it and stuff. And the barrels blow up and it's got like all this green type ooze that's coming out and stuff all done in like miniature style. And then it cuts into the short and Dave's sitting there eating a sandwich and it's all covered in this green goo. And there's this really fucking annoying guy bugging the shit out of him. And Dave just keeps telling him to shut the fuck up. It's absolutely hilarious. And uh, so essentially what's happening is he's, you know, all of his buddies are over at his house and they're playing like this role playing game. And they're all, you know, everyone's in there, Brandon Scalkill and and Dustin and a few other buddies and stuff. Anyways, Dave makes his way home. And, uh, he's got the shit so bad. Like he just unloads in this toilet. Anyways, it creates a, a slimy little monster and it comes to life and starts attacking everybody and shit like that. So it's essentially like a, like a shit monster. Uh, they call it a um, like a schmog or something like that, like a shit frog. <laughs> <It> kind of <laughs> looks like a frog. It's fucking hilarious, man. Anyways, so that's that short. Um, really, really fun stuff. Again, just had a blast with it. Again, you know, p- with the acting and stuff, it just felt really natural. Brandon Scalkill, h- him in this one, he's almost goofy. Like he's supposed to be playing himself. I don't know if he's really like this in real life. He's, it almost seems too goofy at times, but. Really fun stuff, though. I have to say, the uh, one scene in this film where they basically just dressed up a watermelon and, you know, the guy stomps on it. So You can totally tell it's just a watermelon dressed up to look like a creature. Hilarious, man. I, I was fucking busting and got laughing. At it. I was like, it was pretty awesome. But, you know, as a whole, this is a really fun anthology. And I have to give Dave big, big props for this, you know, to going out and doing something. That takes this much effort. You know, you could go out and make a slasher film really generic type things and, you know, just kind of play it off or whatever. But, you know, making an anthology film is a lot of work, even though this one only runs about 65 minutes long. Um, All the shorts are creative. They're well written. They're well acted. You know, the the effects are really low budget and stuff. But, you know, it kind of adds to the feel of Slimy Little Bastards, you know. Honestly, sure. when somebody says uh, something runs like sixty-eight minutes long,
2: that's usually like more incentive for me to check it out. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I like films that are short,
0: man. Yeah, and you know, it, it plays out really quick. Like I said, it's an anthology film, and it's got you know the uh, the wraparound story plays in between each short and stuff, and it's pretty cool. And Brendan Scalkill, he plays you know the main guy mm-hmm. in it uh, with Keith White Jr. and stuff, and you know, it's just fun. You know, it, it's it's kind of cool how they develop it and things like that, and. Um, I think it's really well done. You know, I have to give it to Dave. Like he wrote, directed this, and did a lot of the editing. And oh, one thing I didn't mention actually is the music that plays out through this. I know me and Dave are very similar when it comes to uh, to movies, and we're not really big fans of throwing in like death metal into the into the um, you know as a soundtrack. I find sometimes it's just overpowering it's just ridiculous he used a lot of like really kind of cool synth and almost like dubstep and you know things like that that actually do fit quite well into this and the music was awesome you can tell some of some of it's like italian influenced and things like that i didn't recognize any of the people's names that did the music but i thought it was really creative i think it's all original stuff too and which is really interesting but overall as a product it's uh very enjoyable. I can't wait to see what he does next because this does take a lot of effort, man. I give him full props for doing something like this. And, uh, yeah, it's good, man. Seven and a half out of ten, you know. Cool. It is what it is, man. It's really, really fun stuff. Definitely. Ch- I can't wait for the DVD to come out because I want to. I know it says read on the, the screener thing. It says uh, there's going to be a commentary track, I think. And I can't wait to hear the commentary because just them talking about, like, the making the effects and stuff. And it, it's funny, man. Like, everything just seems like they used a lot of jello. <laughs> <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. so pretty cool segments. Did... Yeah,
1: cool. Oh shit, segments. You guys ready for Horror One Hundred One Plus Three? It's Horror One Hundred One. I... Go. No, this is my brand new segment. It's called Horror One Hundred One Plus Three. It's Horror One Hundred One. Get the fucking go. name right. No, JP. No. Well, guess what, Jeremy? I'm in control of titling things on
2: the show notes, so I'm writing Horror One Hundred One. So plus what three. now? don't be a
1: fucking mexican <laughs> asshole plus three if
2: you actually looked at things i've been writing horror 101 every time you do it
1: so well everybody who's cool knows it's horror one plus three continue all right horror you should, 101 you
2: plus
0: crickets right there jp yeah
2: i'm just gonna edit it out every time he says plus three and then he'll just <laughs> be like yeah i know jeremy we know it's horror 101 why do you keep saying
0: that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh fuck you all right <laughs> editing that out too (laughs) let's talk about Electric Boogaloo which is a documentary I think we've talked on here before in the past um this is a really really fun fun fucking documentary about the history of canon films which is if you guys know and everybody out there is a legendary film (coughs) I don't want to call them a studio because they're definitely not a studio but a film label um during the uh 80s and uh into the 90s but um, Canon films what an interesting um, an interesting history this these people have had. Of course it's joint. It's uh, created by two Jews from Israel, of course. Jews always got to come here and make money. So uh, we got these two Jews who come over here from Israel who is who has dabbled in the movie business. Um, we have a cousin um, two cousins. So they've dabbled in the movie type of a business in Israel and they come here, they come here to the states and they create Canon pictures and basically Canon just releases a whole bunch of uh low budget movies as fast as they can and they don't often think about the the end results. They just keep going, going, going in their workhorse and um towards the end they made some really, really terrible movies, such as Superman Four, which is um complete and utter crap. But um basically the documentary goes through just like um not quite Hollywood um, through the history of Canon and the films that they released and people who worked on these movies and had interactions with these cousins and how um, some people, you know, had nice things to say about them and some people didn't have nice things to say about them. Lots of muff, lots of titties, lots of everything that was in This Is Hollywood, um, which you would kind of expect from Canon films. You expect a lot of nudity, a lot of low-budget, you know, effects and things like that. And uh, this documentary really talks about that in in detail. Um so it, it, it's a really it's a really interesting story, I have to say. It's it's something that I don't think could probably ever happen today with the invention of the internet. Um I I don't see somebody coming over here from, you know, across the seas and creating an empire that uh, canon films ultimately became, which is kind of crazy to think that you could put Canon films and Empire in the same sentence, but it's kind of true. But I don't, I don't ever see it ever happening today. And to listen to people who have, uh, you know, lived through these times and, um, you know, MGM who um, ultimately helped Canon um, distribute their films and how big of a mistake that was because they made no money and they made um, <laughs> MGM look like shit and. Um, it's just, it's just stories like that. Like, oh, but they had some hits, you know, they had fucking, um, uh, Fuck, back- they
0: had tons of good fucking, well, death wish you know.
1: two and death wish three, but death wish four. Is yeah. shit, but it, death wish but three, it
0: was a
2: different era back then, man. They had, yeah. there was so many of these Canon films companies, you know, that were right along the same level. Like, there were, it was like the Wild Wild West, dude. Like, there were so many companies. Like, even those, like, VHS distribution companies, there's like a million of them.
0: Oh, yeah, I know.
1: But, but they, didn't, they don't live up to the legacy that Canon Films does. That's the thing. Yeah. But, but they, they, they had some good movies. And they had, like, good intentions. They had the fucking breakdancing movies. I can't remember the name. but Breaking? Can, yeah, they had Breaking. And that was, like, their biggest hit at the time. Made a whole bunch of money. Then they made a sequel and they ruined it. But what do you expect? A bunch of Jews who need more money. Well, so, the
0: Breaking was, break-in was a perfect example of, you know, they got the word that Beat Street was coming out. Yeah, yeah. So they decided to make their own fucking get it out there right away. And that's actually kind of funny because that comes up again in the documentary about how the bro- they uh, – The cousins the, the, the,
1: went against each other.
0: <laughs> Well no, like the I can, I always I can never remember their names. But anyways, the guy the guys that ran Canon films. Um, they found out about uh they're making this documentary, so they got their documentary out just before this one came out. Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> telling their side of the story. Fuck that made me laugh, man. Yeah, but they Funny
1: always stuff. do that. They always did that.
0: That's what I'm saying. They they would get word and then they would just go and make a film in like four hours. Yeah. And, and,
1: <laughs> Has yeah, and
0: then Has anybody seen the
2: one they made? I think it's the go go boys.
0: Not no, right. no, <clears throat> I haven't. I don't even. No wait, like, doesn't get have it. a release or, yeah. I was like looking into it and I couldn't find it. Oh,
2: uh, so. I, yeah. I don't know. I don't think it's out yet. But continue, Jeremy.
1: Uh. Oh fuck! Where was I? Thanks, JP. What do you mean? Okay, so then moods interrupted <laughs> you, not me. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? Oh, it's always your fault. So then they fucking um. At the end, they went all balls in and they fucking infested and in mastered the Universe and the tragedy that is Superman 4. And um, that those two franchises ultimately made them go bankrupt. And that was the end of Canon Films. So, um, overall, just <laughs> a really, really interesting story about a company that is notorious known for making shitty movies. And it's really, really good. It's close to two hours. You don't notice a, going back, you know, going that slow. And um, I, I, I highly, highly, highly Ugh. recommend
0: it. Some of the fucking interviews on there are so priceless. Like, okay. I love the interview. I can't remember who she was, but she, like, had this, like, rare VHS copy of the film. And it's, like... <laughs> she lights know, it like, on fire. She, like, tries to fucking burn it. And oh, my God. I was... There's some, I, I love, like, Dolph Lundgren when he's talking about how fucking stupid he felt when he was doing the Masters of the Universe <laughs> film and stuff. And, like... My, one, actually, one of the favorite moments in that, though, is when they're talking about... uh uh Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2 and oh, and the the owner whatever he didn't realize that they were making you know he, I I just like he didn't realize that it was supposed to be a comedy and shit and they're like okay hey, we made this huge billboard spoofing the breakfast club that's like <laughs> down fucking town and you never caught on to that <laughs> shit like that but I yeah, just I felt that, that way too
2: I never noticed too
0: but I was like eight <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but I just love the fact that like these guys were making so many movies at one time that they would go into a screening room and I think it happened after, actually with Toby Hooper's uh, Life Force and they thought it was a different movie and they were like, What the fuck is this? Yeah, I thought it was <laughs> supposed to be this and they're like all confused. All I'm crazy. like, Oh my god, you guys are making too many fucking movies. Now. You guys
2: are making me so, really want it. to check this out. I do own it. Five dollars at Walmart. It's still up there. Guys, go out and grab oh, it just based god, on JP, these
0: reviews. It's worth it. It's a rewatch. Like you can watch this shit, man. Like it's entertaining as hell. And I love when they bring up over the top, and they're like, "Yeah, this is gonna be. This is gonna save Canon Films. Like the arm wrestling film. Like this is the mentality of Canon Films. They're like, this is gonna be a game changer. An arm wrestling film. So
1: it's gonna be fucking amazing.
0: You know, it 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 fucking blows my mind that Chuck Norris put out like eleven films with Canon Films or something like that. (laughs) It's fucking crazy, man. So so crazy. Uh, Jeremy, did you rate that? Okay.
1: Uh Electric Boogaloo. Check it out. It's fucking fun as all hell. I got to remember my ratings on the entertainment factor and, um, the, and the documentary factor. You have to remember that. I'm not fucking rating it the same as a film that such as Cemetery Man, which you probably now you know my rating, but totally different levels once again. So uh, 9 out of 10 for Electric Boogaloo. It's really good.
2: Coolio, mm. man. Coolio, coolio. Uh, I will say, man, this guy, this Mark Hartley dude, Keep making documentaries because if this is anything like it's being hyped as, I'm probably going to love it. He did Not Quite Hollywood, The Wild Untold Story of Exploitation, Machete Maidens Unleashed, and now Electric Boogalow. Dude, I'm sure there's many
1: more stories to tell. Keep doing it. Machete Maidens Unleashed is really good too.
0: I'm sure that they could make another uh, Electric Boogaloo part two, and just get more people talking shit about canon films because that's essentially what it is. They just took, you know, directors and and people that acted in films and they just talk shit about canon films.
3: Cool. It's <laughs> fucking so, awesome,
0: man. It's so good. It's so fucking entertaining. I will now go into my segment. This is
2: going to be a pick of the week, old school style. Didn't have any other uh, segment that I normally do. So this one is deathgasm from 2015 this is a new zealand film i believe mm-hmm. it follows this uh kind of misfit named brody whose mother is institutionalized for blowing somebody for meth or something like that and he <laughs> moves to his christian uncle and aunt mary's house and it's funny because the first thing he says and this guy is like balls deep in jesus and it's really funny when he says that so right away you know because his uncle is like a straight up christian he's like this guy's balls deep in jesus (laughs) you know you know what kind of film you're getting right away uh basically he's a huge heavy metal film uh heavy metal fan jesus christ uh then he meets this guy named Zach who is also like really into heavy metal. They also have a friend named Dion and Giles. So together they film f- form a band called Deathgasm. Now they go through a million other names and it completely reminded me of when we was coming up with 22 Shots where we're just spitting out utter nonsense <laughs> for like three days. And uh, yeah, they they kind of go through all these different names decide to settle on Deathgasm. Then they find out that one of their – uh idols their their you know favorite band their the member of their band ricky daggers actually lives in the town and he's like a recluse now so they find him they get this magical sheet of music from him they play this music and then it fucking awakens and summons demons into their little town meanwhile you have brody trying to woo his crush who is actually the girlfriend of his jock cousin who beats him up and messes with him a lot of shenanigans throughout and that's kind of your story right away i gotta say man i feel like if i was like into metal i would probably love this movie like 10 <laughs> times more because it 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 is like ingrained in that culture like they even have like i know that one of the things that i've heard is that metal people get tired of like all the different subgenres of metal they have like a little gag with that there's there's probably a lot of jokes that i missed because i don't like metal really and but you know still like i it's still a movie that can play fine to somebody like me, and it did like I enjoyed it it's It's definitely a comedy. it's sort of got that New Zealand humor, but not as much as some of the other films that we've seen come out of there lately. I feel like this one is just more of a regular type of humor, uh, but there's it's still there as well. uh they play well off of each other. Uh, I like the culture. Like they they exploit the culture of metal very well in this film to make it funny, and I did like that. That was they, they really do a good job. It does really fit the theme, the demons and shit. A lot of fun, some gore. It's it's like ridiculous and over the top. It's what you would expect out of a film called Deathgasm. Probably everything that you expect is probably what it is. That's probably exactly how you could, uh, you know, assume that this film is going to be just exactly what you expect from the word deathgasm horror comedy out of new zealand it is that and it's good it's fun i enjoyed it it's my pick of the week it's a lot of fun don't really care about like the relationship stuff i felt like they focused a little too much on that but then again you know it's just to keep the plot moving along and i give it a 7.5 out of 10
0: yeah i can't wait to see this man it's funny I Hear nothing but it's good that's cool, that's cool. And I just, I have this weird feeling I'm just not going to get to see it, so. I have this but weird feeling because you're foreign. <laughs> yeah, well, so is the film. Yeah, but we're you cool. Know. Yeah. Well, I, I i would I, I don't really know what that, means. that
2: Jeremy and Moods would like it a lot more than me, even though I really did like it,
0: just based mm.
2: on, like, they, like, just, they will laugh out loud,
1: I'm telling you.
0: <laughs> yeah. Coo, coo. All well, right. I do like
1: laughing out loud. <laughs>
0: <laughs> All right, so getting into uh my Italian stallion of the week. Oh,
1: back to Italian films.
0: Yes. Back Ugh, to Italian We just films. got
1: done with this. Ah.
0: Ah. And oddly enough, this is a <clears throat> like a contemporary uh Italian film, which, you know, there's not really a whole lot that make it over here anymore. Uh this one was released by Raro Video and I have a sneaky suspicion that they may have funded this film too. I think they have something to do with the production of it. Because if you know Rare Video, they only put out like really retro Italian films. And this just seems very kind of odd in their catalog, if you know what I mean. Anyways, this one is from, it says 2010 on here. The D, uh, the Blu-ray says 2012. So I'm not 100% sure. I'll go with 2010. Uh, and it's called Alato Terrazani Horse Show. Um Basically, what this one is about, it follows your main character, Alessio Rinaldi. He is a up-and-coming dr- uh, film director, and you know he's sanctioned or he's signed on with this uh, this production company. And the head of the company is kind of like he's kind of iffy on his talents of writing the script. Now, Alessio says that he can totally do this, and the guy is begging to differ. He's like, "I don't know about this." So, what he wants him to do is he he basically. Um, there's this really well-known uh, fiction writer, horror fiction writer in Italy named Baldo uh, Teresani. Uh, and he's like the biggest thing in Italy. He's like the Stephen King over here. You know, He writes the horror novels. So the company hires on him to come, you know, to help Alessio write the script for this horror film, because they figure, you know, it's it's a no-brainer. This guy can write horror. This guy can direct, apparently. It should be an amazing moneymaker. So these two get together. They end up at uh, Terrazani's house, which is really fucking cool. And they start to write this movie together, and of course, a lot of like really kind of weird psychological things are happening with uh with and you know he's just a really interesting writer he's really kind of out there and stuff, and that's pretty much a film. Don't want to go into spoiler territory so my thoughts on this one um yeah it's uh it's it's Italian <laughs> that's for sure uh it's you know a contemporary film, and you know it's it's got a pretty simple premise to the movie um and almost too simple in a way i feel like this one right here is a little predictable right from the start and i really fucking loathe raro video for the cover that they used on this on this release because it's just a huge spoiler it's a fucking massive spoiler and it pisses me off to death that they put this on the cover i don't know why they didn't use different cover art. it just really fucking annoys me and uh but you know overall I thought this movie looked fantastic. It sounds great. I mean, the sets and the, and the shooting locations in this film are awesome. Really, really good stuff. Really good gore effects in this. It's not like that type of film, you know, as the cover may, you know, lead you to believe. It's not like overly that gory. But when it does get gory, it is good and stuff. Um, I just feel like this one is just kind of a one-track-minded film. It's just – it's set on this on this track and it never kind of gets off it, you know. You know, it's supposed to have a little bit of twists and turns and things, but you know something's coming. You know something's up with Terrazani right from the opening scene. You know, there's something going on with this guy uh, because he's that type of character. And, you know, and then, of course, the third act hits and then, you know, all your suspicions are confirmed, maybe or maybe not, you know. So it is what it is, man. It's kind of a straightforward film. I thought the performances were awesome. I mean, Teresani in this film, the guy that played his character is awesome really, really well acted. I thought he did a great job, really believable. As for the guy that played the director, Alessio's character, I thought he was a little shaky at times, uh, with his acting. Um, it's not like, you know, shit or anything. It's just a little bit shaky, but you know, for my taste, I was expecting a lot more. I was expecting more of like, you know, a new, like a Neo Giallo film with this one. And it's not really what I got you know, I got kind of a straightforward film that was decent, not mind blowing. You know, it's definitely better than average. It's, it's, you know, as a product, it's really well made. Uh, I think it just suffers from script issues a little bit and you know one thing i did really like about this film you know being a new age italian film there's a lot of you know pokes and and shout outs to you know classic horror films not only with posters but they even name drop lamberto bava's name in this film at one point in the film alicio ronaldo's character the the director is actually wearing a raro video t-shirt which kind of got me thinking maybe they had something to do with the production of this film because that just seems a little odd right you know if they didn't have anything to do with the production of this film You know, they just, you know, what are the chances they saw this film? Like, well, we got to put this out. He's wearing a real video shirt. That doesn't fucking happen. So there's a lot of nods and stuff, which which is really cool. Um, But just a little too predictable in my mind. Still a decent, decent watch. Uh, Me and the homie Dylan watched this and we thought it was decent. It wasn't mind blowing, but I give it about a six and a half out of ten, you know, overall. So, you know, definitely give it a shot. It's you can find it for cheap. But uh, I think I
1: have it, actually. You know, it's Derek sent it to me.
0: Did he? yeah you know it's you know it's it's a decent watch like the music in it's really good too you know the music is really decent in it and you know like a lot it has a lot of those really good Italian
1: oh are you uh, talking about the cover with the chick in the bathtub
0: yeah yeah it's a a terrible fucking spoiler on there like I don't know why they use that cover art because once you're watching the film and then if you by chance grab your blu-ray and look at the cover you're like oh for fuck's sakes
1: even inside like in the cover art
0: yeah, I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with this cover. They should have just had something to do with books or yeah. something. But it's not a terrible film. It's just it's just a little disappointing, you know, to say the least. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, so, you know, six and a half out of ten. And that is going to conclude what we watched and for segments. this episode. Yeah, for segments, man. Yeah. I think that went well. It's been a while. Yeah, you know? it was fun.
2: I, I I honestly think that that is probably the segment I enjoy most when we record the shows. Is what we watched in segments, because just mm-hmm. you, there's you cover so much ground in you know just you know forty minutes or so.
0: I didn't really know what to do this week, and you know, by chance, I was like, oh, I did an Italian film. I could do an Italian Stallion, <laughs> but I'd watched quite a few other films. Like, I watched Cooties this week. I watched uh, uh, A Christmas Horror Story and a, and a few other ones, too. Like, I watched Christie and some films. I didn't really know. You should really
2: have done do. any of
1: those.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know you'd reviewed A Christmas Horror Story. I was trying Just to do Just because I something. could
1: have commented. You mean a, a Christmas comment. holiday?
0: Yeah. Holiday Christmas
1: holiday? Yeah, you fucked that all
0: up. A <laughs> <laughs> Christmas holiday? <laughs>
1: Whatever the fuck
0: it is, yeah, fucking Walmart, right? Yeah, it's I was gonna bring that up up
1: in the news, story. but I said f it. That
0: would have good
2: for news. knowledge, maybe.
0: Yeah, um, you know, I I didn't even actually really even think about it, even though I watched Cooties last night. But you know, I'll just say I was a little underwhelmed by it.
3: Ooh, I'm
0: gonna catch some hate on that one. So, okay. so featured review times, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. What we all been, you know, tuning in for the last couple hours for. Uh, Yes. Brand new film, courtesy of Screen Factory and IFC from 2015 is called Bound to Vengeance.
2: Now, I say Moods gives the synopsis and then immediately Jeremy
0: talks. (laughs) You know, the first thing he's going to do is just like no, no, I already know. Me, okay. I'm okay, going to okay. give the
1: reason why. Yeah,
0: here's the sh- short and long of it. Okay. Bound Avengers 2015. A young girl chained in the basement of a sexual predator escapes and turns the tables on her captor. Yeah, that's essentially what it is. So, thoughts on this revenge film? Jeremy, go. Uh,
1: lady escapes. She goes to another place. Let's another girl go, goes to another place, let another girl go again, 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 again until the fucking movie's over, and it's fucking boring. It's the same fucking thing over and over and over and over again, and I got fucking bored with it. I did. I'm sorry. I know people really like this movie, but I just didn't see, I didn't see the, I, what people really saw in the movie, to be honest. I'm
0: not really going to go down the route and say that it was overly boring. I didn't find this movie to be very great at all. What the fuck? Dude, man, all it is
1: f- is that she lets you go. She goes to the next house. She lets another girl go. You go to the next house. You let another girl go. And it fucking this... repeats over and over again. She may shoot somebody, and and there's conversation between her captor it, and the
0: girl. You know, and it's I, fucking I like... stupid. It's boring. It's all fuck, man. You know, I I like the pr- I like I like the idea of you, you know. No, I get heated when I'm. Isn't that watch like you. any revenge film?
2: Look at I spit on your grave. She gets raped. She goes to one guy, kills him. She goes to the next guy, kills him. She goes. It's the fucking same thing over and over again.
0: Yeah, but it's just—it's a way better fucking movie.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> this one right Why? here, I, I, honestly, I with hate. This movie? I don't really care for the lead at all. I think she makes really bad decisions. It, and she makes illogical
1: decisions. The way th-
0: the way things play out in this film, especially the scene where they discover the the room full of girls and stuff, mm-hmm. there there's a point in that scene where uh, did they forget about the other girl that was there? Right. What
1: other girl? And the fan that she rescues well the,
0: girl, the okay you know the girl well i think it's the second girl that yeah, she rescues mm-hmm. that ends up going with her in the van yeah. well in that scene right like she's still there like okay there's i, I don't want to give too much and how much
1: the fuck does the fan start after it doesn't start for her i just
0: feel like that scene was little it was so wonky because she was still there like buddy knew the guy that you know yeah. that they had captured mm-hmm. knew that that girl was around you know and then the shit kind of goes down and then she just shows up out of nowhere and takes out this motherfucker. And I was like, OK, okay I don't like, understand not- what,
2: like, what, you, what you're saying. Like, she, yeah, she's still there. But what, what's the problem about her being there?
1: She didn't do anything.
0: No, the fact that he it seems like he forgets about her. And then the whole situation, they take control of the situation because does- that girl's in the building. and comes out and then just does her thing. Like he never, he never mentions to the dude. He's like, hey, guy, you know, like there's a fucking other chick around here. You might want to well, watch. When out. exactly they, would he have mentioned that? but he was fucking he, he had the fucking gun like he was right in the, he was right in their face yeah i don't like, i don't i don't know i mean yeah i guess he could have mentioned like hey there's another girl dude of here. course why wouldn't you if you want to get yourself out of this situation you would probably mention to that person hey there's someone else here that is might fuck you up if you're not looking and bam it fucking happens mm-hmm. i was like oh dude what a fucking that was so weak i hated the way that scene played out man it was garbage garbage Absolute garbage, man. I don't. Almost I, as I don't really engine, think so. it was that bad. No, it was really, really poorly written. I think it's just stupid, man. If you want to get yourself into you're, you're
2: man. not like you, like you guys always say, like, oh yeah, if you want to do this in this situation, like you, I don't know if you guys ever been in like a life threatening situation. I have
1: dude, multiple
0: times. Oh come on, JP, and you don't JP's think ridiculous, ridiculous dude. It's No, it's, I'll tell you right no, now. I could have done no, a lot buddy, of things. Different. No, J- you're like, missing the point here. They had control of the situation. Buddy has. The chick, you know, he's got her and, you know, and okay, he's got let's say gun.
2: maybe he did. Maybe he, he did won. tell him that there was two chicks. Maybe when he first met the guy,
0: when, when they the, when he, you know, was hiding or whatever, what maybe he did tell him. No, I'm talking about in that situation. Buddy comes out of nowhere, you know, takes, situa- takes the situation, takes the gun and he's got her. And then why would at that moment he just be like, hey, man, there's another chick inside here. You might want to just kind of keep an eye on, you know, to the left of you and it doesn't go down like that and then they just regain the whole situation i'm just like yeah oh
2: my I, God. honestly yeah he could have he could have said that but it would that happen every time no it would not happen every time well you some people you don't really, act perfect in situations like that they just don't it doesn't happen
0: okay i i just don't understand <laughs> what the fuck that even supposed to mean it just seems like you know, honestly, you're in this really crazy situation. You might want to be looking out for your best yeah, interest. You and just be, be like, there's another chick here, man, that's definitely a hazard to this situation that we have temporary control of. She's inside. Just be like, hey man, there's a fucking bitch in there. You know, just keep your eye out, right? And you have control of the situation. Like you, at that moment you should be thinking a little more clearly. I just think it was I just hated the way that scene played out, man. It was just it was ridiculous. It's almost as stupid it was as the
2: typical. End.
0: It was typical of I mean, it, movies. It, 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 it is. It is typical, but at, at that time, I just felt like it was just like, what?
1: Yeah. You I, know, I mean, I, I just I had didn't a different a reaction. With it. And I felt like that. Okay, well, that's I fine.
0: Mean, that's good that you didn't have a problem with it because I did. You know, yeah. this is good for conversation, right? I think it's almost as stupid as the ending. The ending is terrible in this film, but we'll get there. Cool. In and I second. thought, like,
1: like back to what you were saying, Moods, about the lead, like she has no other fucking emotions. Like her fucking facial expression dude. is the same throughout the entire fucking movie. Yeah.
2: Well, wh- how would you be if you was malnourished for six months, dude? Oh,
1: dude, mm. she she has an angry look on her face the entire fucking time.
0: I wish they had shown her just eating something <laughs> right when she escaped. Just grab anything. They did somebody else. I yeah but i meant i meant the like the main lead because i was thinking that too i was like damn dude if you've been fucking you know like not eating and shit and like you're gonna go and do this revenge i might want to just get like a fucking hot dog in me or
2: something yeah i, I think <laughs> that there are a few plot holes with the whole revenge aspect but i swear mm-hmm. to god man that is with every re- rape revenge film or every
0: revenge film yeah like it's always not, better also... to go
2: to the cops like it's always better
0: oh yeah i mean and you know i mean in with that said you know there is a point here because you know she obviously escapes right away and then she finds pictures and she wants to do the right she thing I understand personal
2: attachment to the she, situation as well
0: exactly and I understand like the, you know that story is fine like I'm totally cool with that it's just the way things play out in the film that I've had a little bit of problem with and you know which leads into the end and which I had a huge problem with because I just don't fucking get it but like you can't tell me that was a good ending I like I li- but, I like like the ending a lot ooh, this is going to be good really like what did you like like the ambiguity and it was so ambiguous man really was it I didn't see I I didn't see a lot of ambiguity okay so what happened then you you really want me to spoil the whole movie right now (laughs) well dude come on man it's so ambiguous we don't know what fucking happened there's nothing to spoil
2: what I what I I think you guys
1: might have missed something. But her boyfriend was in thought. Oh, shit. I just gave a spoiler. Shit.
0: No, I meant what her mindset was with what she did in the end. Right? Yeah. Like, you know, she wanted to
2: ultimately she wanted to punish this person better than like in the most messed up way.
0: Okay, Uh, I'm not buying it, man. I'm not buying it. What aren't you buying? I'm not buying that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not buying that. I don't think I think the ending but do was you think we
1: could like, oh, never mind. It was I'll ridiculous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just don't see this shit playing out like that whatsoever. Whatsoever. She's going to go to these extreme lengths of driving around a city, letting all these girls go and shit like that. And she's been captive for six months mm-hmm. and being tortured by this motherfucker. The ultimate goal here is to not the hold ultimate
2: goal is vengeance, like in the most hardcore way possible. Mm
3: hmm.
2: Yeah, and especially when you find – I think that you're right, yeah, in the sense that, like, it doesn't make sense for her to go through all this stuff. But it never does
0: in any of these movies, any of them, Name any one. But JP, I'm not trying trying to compare to everything else. I'm just talking about this film right here because the way it plays out, it's very specific. Like, she wants to do these very specific things and you think that, you know, at the end of the day, who gives a shit about her word, man? You fucking – six months of bullshit with me, with her. You know, you think you just kind of go a different route. That's I mean, that's all I'm saying that I, I'm, it was just hard for me to believe that I, I was really kind of expecting, you know, a, like another like a twist or something. I was like, that's it. I, I thought it was good because honestly, it's less work than like these crazy
2: traps that you see in other uh revenge films are these crazy situations. They get the, the rapist in where they, you know, tie him, hang him, and do all this. Cra- like it, it was very simple. It, I'm expose you. That's what happened. You got exposed. And I thought mm. it was like, I thought it was something different. And I was like, okay, that is like long-term painful.
0: That is like long-term revenge. I wish I, I honestly wish that they had have kind of explained, you know, the whole, organization just a tad I just want to bit know her more.
1: They really don't explain that.
0: Yeah. I mean like, did, I did understand like there was something there. Well uh, the uh, yeah the well, boyfriend the See, he quite no. obviously is. Yeah, yeah. See, he quite obviously is. But see, the thing is, you kind of get this hint that there's a there's a bigger organization here. Like yeah. he, he even states at one point in the film that, you know, he goes, "What the fuck do you want with me?" Like this is bigger than me. He yeah, even says, underground sex that.
2: trafficking is exactly yeah. what it is. It's just it's and just so, a big there's, sex there's, trafficking organization.
0: That's the thing. There's a bunch of people that are involved exists. in this. And there's a bunch of areas where they're you know they're hiding all these chicks. They're set you know they're torturing and doing all this. Thing. That all made sense, but I just wanted to know just a tad bit more. You know, it just, it seems so vague. It was like, okay, I understand that her boyfriend, but I would like to know why. Like, he obviously got wrapped up, maybe got offered a shitload of money, maybe to like, you know, allow them to kidnap his girlfriend. I don't know. Who knows? Well, since we're
2: spoiling that, dude, no. The way that it's, it's shown is that that is what he does. He gets with somebody, he woos her, and then he you know th- finds out information about her you know that's what those facebook pictures were the screenshots yeah, of yeah. facebook and that he was just part of
0: it the whole time mhm mhm so he's he's a part of this thing the whole time yeah i think he's, he's, he's got a girlfriend but he's yeah but he has a girlfriend at the same time and then at one point does he decide to no that's his just, da- uh, that's his job he
2: get it's like he infiltrates gets a gets a f- picks a girl Gets in a relationship with her and then, yeah, I guess
0: I guess I guess that I guess that that makes sense, yeah, completely. This film was uh,
2: greatly like really good shot, like it it was shot, yeah, really good. mm -hmm. The music was great, the music cues were really, really good. Uh, I mean, honestly, the only problem I had with this film is plot holes. There are plot holes in it, but I I felt like some of them were excusable because that is just like you, the, the when you find out why. She was extra pissed off. It's revealed in the ending. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, yeah.
2: You, if you use that as a crutch, if you use that as like, okay, well, sometimes when people find out that something that hardcore has happened or wait, when people go through something that bad. Yeah, I mean I seen a video of a guy's son who was molested and he literally goes to court and shoots the guy in the head. Like people do react like that. He planned it out. He, he went and, and, and you know ha- had this whole plan some people mm-hmm. do that man some people do do that now it is a little much it is because she's going to here and she's going to there and she wants to save all these girls yeah i mean it could be looked at as like that's stupid nobody would do that but i don't know if nobody would do that
0: somebody might well i didn't really think of that somebody as a negative might do you know
1: something of- something might. someone might do everything though then they're gonna have a million fucking possibilities of, oh, somebody might have done yeah. that. Yeah, right. no, I
0: find it. I find Maybe it a logical, thing. normal person wouldn't, but if somebody would, this well, is. Well, if you have that much anger, like she and she obviously isn't just thinking about herself. Like she wants to free all these girls because if she hadn't come across the pictures, she, she would have just been gone. So she finds the pictures and she's like, well, what the fuck? This is bigger than just me. So I understand that and completely, like, I don't, like, I have complete respect you want, you for her. you wanna know character. how to do a
1: movie like this, fucking watch Chained. That's how you fucking do a movie like this.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: change is a fucking perfect example fucking jennifer lynch's movie like that's how you like that. that's how you make this type of movie i, I thought there I, was I a
2: lot of great moments in this film like when she first goes to save one of the girls like the way that that all plays out is mm-hmm. pretty brutal and then the second girl i think that there's this bond there right there's this bond they both been through it they see each other they're just like you know
1: i laughed it's at like you know
2: when, whenever funny. that thing first happened thing. in ohio with those three girls who were literally yeah. tied up in a house that had houses yeah. next to it for 10 fucking 15 years like and you're yeah. like well how the hell would that ever happen why wouldn't they have done this what well it does happen like that it sometimes you can get away with something for over a decade and you you know so there there are ways to explain away some of these some of these problems that i personally well, the thing had they, with it the
0: thing that the thing that they do with, you know, the different girls in this film is they showcase different emotions from all of them. You know, like the first one, like she's really, you know, she just wants to get the fuck out of there. Yeah, you she
1: pants. Her death is really funny. Yeah.
0: And the uh, second one, she's, she's she's it's, a little it's, more... It's, it's,
1: it's unbelievable.
0: Is it? You know. Know.
2: Has anybody ever fallen and died that way? I'm pretty sure that it's probably happened.
1: <laughs> yeah, everything's probably happened. A guy probably stuck a glass dildo up his ass and died that way probably. too. It doesn't fucking mean that... What? Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Think, I didn't. I don't, think it's... And,
0: you know, like the second girl, I mean, you know, they showcased a totally different emotion. Like she wasn't as willing, you know, there's they, just different things going on there. Um, Yeah. You know, like pretty much all the girls that she comes in contact with are a little different, you know? So that was that was kind of an interesting, you know, kind of. Contrast yeah. And I her, think it goes too. to show that people. React she was different. too. She wanted the full revenge. Is that a girl? Not so much. Yeah. And, you know,
2: you know that, that's that's I think that is an overall uh, like th- overall statement or, you know, uh, I, I don't know what the word would be, but a theme, an overall theme to the film. Yeah, that yeah. people react differently in situations mm. of extreme stress, extreme anxiety, yeah. extreme malnourishment, extreme uh, physical, mental abuse. People just are different in the way they handle mm-hmm. uh, the fight yeah. or fight moment.
0: I completely have that, you know, written down pretty much exactly like that. You know, that was one thing I noticed. is just the different emotions and different themes and things that were going on with the girls and stuff. Yeah, it's a plus. Is it enough? Not really. For me. You know, I... I, I don't know, man. I Like, Jeremy, you keep using the word boring. I didn't find this movie boring. I just found I it did, almost at times a little tedious to watch. And...
1: I was just sick of know, watching
0: it, the same fucking thing over and over. It just over. didn't. Well, man, it's it's nothing like Flesh for the Beast. <laughs> you want to talk about the same scene recycled over and over again throughout a fucking full length feature? Holy shit, watch that piece of shit. Uh, no, I didn't feel that. You know, it just I, honestly, I was I was getting it was a little tedious for me at times, and there was things like that one scene that I was talking about really pissed me off, mm-hmm. and then the ending I just didn't care for. I, I I just found it completely unbelievable. I guess I was maybe I was just looking for something. The ending totally... bumped
2: my rating, honestly.
0: <laughs> God, that's funny, man. It took it down so. It much. makes so <laughs> much sense, though. Yeah, I think I, mean, I think
2: if we talk it about does, it, it off it, off, it off mic, does. I
0: think you might. I, I don't know what. I, maybe you're just seeing it no, different than me. I, no, I completely know what she was trying to do. I just don't find it believe. Maybe it's maybe it's because it's something that I would never do.
2: Yeah, but that's the thing, right? You you like that you're not that person like there are different people like maybe that's something what if what if that's something that i think i would do
0: i don't buy it that you know i okay we'll talk about it after but i just don't buy into that at all even with her character i just don't get it so but yeah um i don't know i really got a whole lot more to say about the movie
2: i honestly i i loved it dude like i you loved it yeah there's not much wrong with it besides the plot holes I, the, the, but those are with oh, all man. of these revenge films I've I'm never really, watched one where I did not feel like it had man, and you know I, mean? I, know so I fucking blame.
0: love I fucking love revenge like rape revenge revenge films in general and I like, guess, you like, know how much I always praise these type of films man like I, even the sleaziest shitty ones I again, fucking like, watch, love like, this one I just Wow, I was really, really underwhelmed by this, That's man. That's like I Saw the Devil.
1: That's like another fucking way better movie than this movie is. I, I mean, I felt the
2: emotion, man. Like, I felt – when they open the door and there's all those girls in there who are just dirty as fuck. They've been in there for how long? They're all yeah, – there's I like the Asian the one and they're just like – they they just look defeated and they like they don't even scatter out because they've probably been in there so long. And they say the prettier ones get to go first. Like that to me that's that's emotional stuff. That's good filmmaking. That's that tugs on your emotions. I don't know. You guys obviously did not say it this way, but I, I No, I th- thought it I was didn't create like... filmmaking.
0: Hmm. Very, very interesting. Yeah, I'm pretty much on the complete opposite. Like I didn't think it was a terrible film by any means. There's a lot of good there was a lot of good things, but some things that just got to me more than I guess you, you know, and I just don't believe the ending.
3: Okay, well, <laughs>
2: if, you you got, so if you guys but... want to go into ratings now, we could do so. All right. Yeah, I'll go first. Jeremy's...
1: No, I went first. Last for. I'll go first.
2: We... <laughs> so, I mean, I, I I will say say again that that scene that Moods mentioned where you know the guy didn't tell his buddy that there was yeah there's scenes like that there there's there's definitely scenes like that and i think those really do hurt the film and i I remember watching it i was like this would be a way better film if they would just explain away a few things because honestly it probably wouldn't be that hard to explain away some of those like mood said you could just mention i just i it's always
0: funny when i'm watching a movie and i literally yell out at the screen what the fuck but i also think that by myself said that i was like oh my god and it's like i'm like writing it down like noting this i'm like jesus man i also yeah yeah. i also think that we excuse a
2: lot of things in films and i personally excuse things if i could come up with an explanation myself this film is is brilliantly shot sometimes dude like there is some great scenes that, that that are in this film like great great shot moments and mm. the music cues are awesome. I love the dirt, and it's consistent throughout the love blood. Her. The blood and dirt <laughs> is consistent throughout. Uh, I was looking for that, like plot holes, continuity errors, and stuff, because they're they're really dirty and bloody, and and it yeah. it's grimy. It's a nasty film. The the scenes where they're on the road and they're showing the van traveling that is shot very well. I I really like this movie. I was so surprised to like it this much, but I'm going to go ahead and give it an 8.5 out of 10. It's definitely, it is an 8.5 out of 10. These two don't know what they're really talking about here. Listen to me, guys. Check it out.
0: (laughs) <laughs> like I like how he just kind throws that I'm discredit confident. out. He's like, hey, don't listen to <laughs> these fucking jerks. They don't know shit. I'm, I am a little
2: surprised shit. that you didn't like it
0: that much. I'm more surprised. You think you're surprised? I fucking love these type of movies. This one was very, very underwhelming. I feel like Brasisco and Ebert right now uh, arguing to shit. Uh, I don't know, man. I just... The acting Fuck, of I, the it's not very. It's predator. it's pretty rare that I and Jeremy like, are more on the same level than me and you. Yeah. This is very very strange. And you know, and I assumed that I was really gonna love this film based on it being a revenge film. Anything revenge, you know me, I just love it. It doesn't matter how sleazy, how shitty, whatever. Um, and with that said, I didn't I didn't hate this film by any means. There's a lot of good elements to it. Uh, just some scenes that really bugged me, ending in particular. Um, but. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm going to give it a 6 out of 10.
1: Jeremy. Okay. So uh, this is interesting. Very, very interesting. I don't think me and Moods have ever came this close together with our ratings. But um, I found this movie to be a chore, to be completely honest. I really, really did. Um, I, I, th- I thought the acting of the main lead was – not that good even though jp thinks like oh that's how you would react in a real situation i'm saying that's how
2: she would react because she's different than me
1: yeah i don't know man it's a fucking movie i mean i don't know but um but i thought it was just up until like the the ending climax of the film i just thought it was a fucking rinse and repeat type of situation with a different a different thing happening at each place that they go to throughout the the, rinse and repeat yeah yeah and it's it's just it just didn't do it for me at least like a film with like i spit on your grave or or some, uh, another solid rape revenge film that there's there's this uh, uh the way it's shot i suppose or or the way that the girl uh revenges against these guys if you want to say or like look at dead girl dead girl's another good example of a uh, uh a well-done revenge type of movie yeah, a
0: way
2: that but, nobody would do any of that shit
0: in in dead girl it's the same thing uh-huh well, it's also your opinion, though, right? So, it, that's okay.
1: Yeah, but but it's it's not a bad movie, bad made movie. That is, it's not like um, terribly shot uh, or the, uh, the the sounds bad or the cinematography or anything like that. But um, the story wise, just this one wasn't for me. Um, I'm going to give it a five out of ten.
0: You know, you know, it's funny because like the st- I do like the, the 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 whole aspect of her getting. You know, going to free all these girls. I like that. It's just I think it was just executed at just a little bit. Under, it was underwhelming for me. So,
3: yeah,
2: but no.
0: yeah. I mean, it, definitely very different opinions
2: on this one. Uh, this is definitely a highlight of the year for me. I I, I really was into it a lot. I there there's like a, scenes with like this purple. I, I mean, I, I don't know, guys.
0: I, I'm 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 definitely. This is really interesting how this is shaping up because, like I said, you know our top ten lists are going to be yeah, pretty different. Yeah, yeah. Like, I bet you I have no films. Like all my, my top ten is gonna be like completely different in your guys' list. <laughs> I,
2: I, I honestly just feel though, man, that that there are definitely issues with with just re- reactionary things, just ways that things play out. I'm with you on that. I do I do agree. But I just feel like they're all like that though.
0: Mm-hmm. They just all I don't know, with, we can bring up any one.
2: rape revenge film right now See, and I could point out scenes that are exactly like that one
0: exactly. mentioned. You know, and the the thing with this one that bugs me is that this one's really developed to be like an authentically good movie. You know, with some of these, you know, seventies grindhouse films and stuff, I mean, you gotta you gotta be a little more forgiving with them. They're they're not really, you know, the productions that this is.
2: Yeah, but in the context of the story though. There there mm-hmm. isn't that you shouldn't excuse this story if it's played if it's playing out like a serious film. If the context is the same, you can't excuse something like that in another film that you wouldn't this just because it's made in the 70s.
0: No, no, no. I'm not saying just because it's made in the 70s. I mean, this one just should have been better, in my opinion. So, yeah,
2: I guess guess that's it, huh?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Completely different one. Uh, You know, opinions, which is always a good thing. It's always a good thing. I'm glad that I didn't like this one as much as you did because, you know, it made us uh, scream at each other. I want to know what the listeners think. Well, I mean, the consensus is I haven't really heard a lot of bad things about this film this year.
2: I've heard a few. I I, I but I, I I would be curious to see I know Zach likes this one. He's probably going to mm-hmm. be like, "You guys are stupid and JP was smart." That's what he's going to mm-hmm.
0: But you know, it, it's interesting like he, you know, he said that this is like in his top 5 or whatever of the year, which is fine. You know, I I don't have any problem with that. It's like um, but at the same time, he also, he also admits he hasn't seen that many movies from this year also, you know, so that makes it bump up to, I, I, and that's just what I'm assuming. That's just my opinion. But I, I think don't know, the, man, the title
2: alone bound to vengeance. Like it, it's, it's exactly that the title, well, the title is, is
0: very, the movie. there's nothing wrong with the title. It's good. It's a, it's an, it's an awesome title. It's fitting. It's perfect. Yeah. But I think the bound the to film.
2: vengeance part, like, right <laughs> where, where she's like, bound to this idea this concept she she's she can't let it go like it's it's all there man it's all there Jeremy what was your rating again five five average yeah it's an average movie
0: that's what I figured yeah all right well that is going to conclude episode 65 here on the 22 shots podcast yeah that was exciting that was really exciting got my it got my you know I was running with emotion there. <laughs> I just love when she was like, what the fuck? That's yeah, yeah. usually Jeremy. Yeah. Um, it's that,
2: it's that, fun. I love when we like as much as I like when we disagree. I mean, agree. I like when we disagree too, because it's just, it's so fun. It's like you get mm-hmm. all passionate and you're like, no fucking you guys didn't see it. Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyways, guys, that's going to do it for the cast. Jeremy, you want to take us out?
1: sure all right thank you everybody for listening to episode 65 holy shit guys 65 episodes done Do you believe that 65 holy crap you want to follow the man moods himself no 616 because he's too cool for that if you want to follow moods himself you can do so youtube.com slash moods 616 if you want to follow jp aka the fucking mexican asshole you can do so at youtube.com slash double shot j and yes he still hates Peewee Herman. And as always, you can follow me on my channel, youtube.com slash nesruler22. As always, if you have any voicemails, you can leave us a voicemail at 724-426-6665. You can always follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash 22ShotsPodcast, twitter.com search bar at 22ShotsPodcast. As always, if you have any email questions, you can do so at the 22 horror at gmail.com. That's 22 horror at gmail.com. And as always, you can follow us on our website, uh, www22 two shots of moods and horror dot uh, twenty two shots of moods and horror dot com. And as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Facebook dot com, search bar, twenty two shots of moods and horror, and join the Facebook page. And that shall do it, folks, for this week's episode of the twenty two shots of moods and horror. Next week, we shall be back with an unfortunate monster movie, which, as you guys know, are my totally favorite types of movies. Uh, stung so until next week folks we shall talk to you then